and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. This is Parker, go by Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, on forums. This is Jeremy. Um, on the forums, you can find me under uh, hashtag Tim is not good at webwares and never has been, um, forward slash you heard me. Exclamation. <laughs> hashtag crutch faction, hashtag not good. How'd you know? There? Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, you saw it. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so, uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you guys have had a good week. Um, quick announcements. Uh, first of all, Parker uh-huh. has six hundred and twenty-one point two five remaining probationary episodes. Yep, that's what I have uh, here. Yes. If you're joining us for the first time, because mm-hmm. we just got big, we broke the bank. We're officially celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason Parker has these is because he does things like fall asleep during the podcast repeatedly. <laughs> so once he stops doing stuff like that and then shows up on time, he'll stop having these probationary episodes. Does it count? Um, does it count if your children cause that or your job? Are you like incepted? Is that the problem? No, no, Are you no. Incepted? No, no. It's, it's just a hundred percent because he doesn't care. It's the <laughs> lack of work effort that's really the problem. Ugh. <laughs> All right, so Parker, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. I will give you an opportunity later in the podcast to work off some more of these. How about that? Uh, I thought the point was that I show up for 621 of these things in a row. Well, 621.25 in a row. That was yeah. the idea. There's yeah. there's ways to eliminate these things? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you opportunities moving forward. Where okay. You can, well, let's say we could wager probationary episodes. I'm not shaving my head. I'm not shaving my this head. This sounds like a trap, <laughs> Parker. This sounds yeah, like this, a trap. I am, I'm going to go ahead and just take my probation. No deal, Howie. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> all right, all right, Parker. No shaving the head. Okay. It's off the table. Okay. However, for each lock of hair you allow me to clip off of your head, I will remove one episode. Uh, let's, let's just take a moment you to You have remind. at least... You have at least a hundred episodes worth on your head. Let's trend. let's take let's remind dear listeners for a moment that I <laughs> did acquire a certain number of probationary episodes by saying the name of a certain Dompier character because you decided to arbitrarily make it illegal for me to say that. By the way, also listeners, in my actual life, if I'm ever around <laughs> Jeremy, I have to refer to any sort of knife object that has a sharp edge by something other than the word you would actually use to describe it. And so like for example, you would never hand somebody a knife blank first. Yeah, blank first. You would always hand it to them hand. Well, hold first. on. Can't you can't you say it? I why are you probi- I can, why, why but I'm going to pro- try and double fake you. <laughs> uh I would love to go back to the episode where that happened first. I think you just said you can't say that word and for some reason, I just said, well, that makes sense. And I just have gone with it. No, uh, <laughs> I didn't say you can't say Blade. Yeah. Uh, Allison Bree said you can't say Blade. It's the rule. Allison Bree? Yeah. On Community? I know. I believe. I believe. I love Allison Bree. But what? What On Community? That was a rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a skit they did because uh, Britta was dating somebody from the carnival named Blade. Oh, my and gosh. So I don't they, remember this joke. In an attempt to keep her from... Quote, jumping him like a hyena. <laughs> she went over to Troy and Abed's apartment with, with uh-huh. um, guy, I forget her character's That's name. That's right. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, I want to say bad. Amy, but I know it's not Annie. Amy. Annie is her character. Annie. Name. Yeah, yeah, Annie. So they go over there, and Annie's watching her, and so Annie has her phone. Yeah. So she can't text this guy to meet up with him. Yeah. 
and because she's trying to turn over a new leaf and not date trashy guys. That's right. And so, of course, Troy and Abed decide to watch the movie Blade and discuss <laughs> the intricacies of his blades and how they have multiple types of blades within the blades. And, and so Annie turns, he's like, we have to stop saying blade. And he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> That I did it, not, I did they, not realize. They really ruined the movie. I did not realize that was a community reference, and now I feel a lot better about the prohibition. I thought it was just arbitrary and capricious, but well, I like it. If it makes you now. feel better, you can think of it as a Rick and Morty reference. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make me feel better. Uh, actually, it actually makes me feel better that it's a community reference. Okay. But. All right. So anyway, back on topic. Uh, so currently, Parker's down to six twenty one point two five. I have one other important announcement for our longtime listeners. You know that. The only announcements we usually do are that Parker is still a terrible person, and more importantly, a worse podcast member. Uh, but today we have a brand new announcement that I want everybody to know. We have a brand new, for the first time, official mascot of the show. Ooh! His name is Tim Simpson. Mascot. Tim Simpson from St. Louis is our official mascot. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yay. Yeah. The only thing I know All about right. him, I mean, I've known him for a little bit, but... I do know he is terrible at Web Warriors. <laughs> I don't know much, that, but what I do know. <laughs> the only thing I know about Tim is that he pushed your shit in like you didn't even know. Shut the doing. fuck up. We're not talking about that. <laughs> that was the We other, don't talk about that. That was a long time ago. That was like a million years ago. That was I'm a different an person, entire Brandon. two weeks ago. I'm a different person. I like to picture my yeah. Tim Simpson like <laughs> a small kid. Who's like comes in and you're like, like this kid six, can't this guy six pounds, this, this three kid, ounces yeah this kid can't play ball this kid can't play ball look at this kid he can't play and I like to picture my Jeremy like some tall punk mm-hmm. he's like I'm gonna school this kid and then my yep. Tim Simpson in my mind like straight up dunks on him and everybody's like oh rolling around I've been beat much head. worse than that so just shut the fuck up just everyone <laughs> oh calm that's down. right you played Richard later I that's right. <laughs> You fucking walked right into that one. You did. <laughs> That's not even on me. That's on you. I'm going to take my ball and go home. <laughs> and then there was two. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all. God. Uh, I it. will. I would like to, anyone who's recently joined the cast, I don't know if you are aware, but there is a new secret word that we have yet to uncover that Parker is also not allowed to say. Yep. And if he says it, he will get 10 probationary episodes for the first saying. And then one for each repeated saying, and we will have to invent a new secret word he's not allowed to say. Mm-hmm. He better not say it. Basically, yeah, it's, no, say it's, it. it's no word chicken is what's going on, basically. Yeah, basically, Parker can't talk, God, which is fine because he's asleep most of the time anyway. Just be careful. Just be so careful. All right. Uh, so we're going into uh, Parker's only segment other than the one segment he does other than this. <laughs> uh, so, Parker, go ahead. <laughs> Without further ado, okay. stop laughing and do your segment. Okay, go. All right, news, 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 All right, so news today is actually very, very slim. We we think we know why the news is pretty much disappeared from this past week. We don't have any news is because we think it's they're all being very, very quiet. They're hunting Wabbit, and the Wabbit is a big release they promised before the end. It is currently the darkest, which is right before the dawn. Yeah. Unless you you're in the DC universe, the dawn never happens yeah, because on, it's always too dark to see. Right on the road. But anyway, I'm I'm theorizing that I think all of the stuff that they've been talking about is going to become official on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's they 
hinted in the Black Order um, teaser segment they did on their announcements, or transmissions rather, that all of this should be legal by the end of the month instead of just being spoilers. Um, so based on that logic, looking at the calendar, we've got, um, what is it, seven, exactly two weeks left in the month. I don't think they would drop it Thanksgiving or Black Friday. And so that basically leaves it at, they have the 29th and the 30th, and then the three days next week before the holiday. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing Tuesday, because a lot of their shit comes out on Tuesday. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hypothesizing November 22nd that the new rule updates are going to become official and all the cards are going to be downloadable off their site for the new stuff. That's what I think. I think it's a really fair assumption. Also, the fact that they just go quiet for a little while. The Crocodilian yeah. getting close, ready to strike. It's, it's, it's coming. Yeah, it tends to happen right before a bunch of shit comes out. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, who knows, that there's just going to be a lot more spoilers coming this week. I guess that's true. So how many things have we seen change so far? They said they were going to retouch the original 50, right? Right. But hold on. I thought, I thought. where did I read it? They said the new rules update, not the not the new cards, but the new rules update goes live before the end of Thanksgiving, right? Like, that's that's what they I said. I don't remember exactly. reading that, but they, they did do a transmission about just the rules. Do you want to check that? Hmm. I don't. I think in that transmission, I'm pretty sure in that transmission they didn't mention it. I, I must have read this. This must be hearsay I read somewhere. Hearsay. I can look again, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, so the original 50 models runs all the way through CP20. Oh, wait. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's not true. Hold on. Yeah. It actually runs through CP28, which is conveniently... Angela. However, they have updated characters from CP30, which is Bullseye. So clearly they meant further than that. In fact, it goes all the way down to CP34 for Medusa. But after that, I think we run out of stuff. Yeah, so I would imagine it's basically CP34 and backwards, which is Inhumans. Interesting. I don't know. So yeah, I, I think we're basically out of spoilers at this point. Because anything that would have been still done would be well outside of that 50 model range they they hinted that they were really looking at for updates and so i think i'd be surprised if they updated anything past that so yeah, i think we have most of the information and i think it's going to drop soon which is why we had no news this week yeah if they if they did if they went back and did more spoilers it would just fill in they'd be filling in more characters in each faction if they had if they got changed at all which would you know mm -hmm. the, i don't think they would go back and go remember we didn't talk about thanos now we're gonna talk about thanos or whatever i don't think it's likely yeah, but uh, no, I can't find any mention in the transmissions officially of when. When did they you say. check the rules specific one? Yes, that's the one I read. Okay. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent obviously. So, but I, I think that's probably what's going on. So anyway, um, so because there is no news, we're just hypothesizing. Let's get out of the news segment and move on. Mm -hmm. uh, hobby projects. I just assembled my Dormammu so I can play Dormammu tomorrow. Parker, have you done anything recently? I got all the boxes, and I just realized uh, right before the podcast that I had not assembled any of them yet. So if I want to play, I'm going to do it pretty darn fast somehow before tomorrow. But I want to, so I'm going to. Um, nice. We'll get... Jeremy, have you done anything? No, I'm in a kind of a... a a vacuum of no gaming <laughs> things have kind of uh slowed down after our trip to st louis and just taking a pause i think i'll probably start again after thanksgiving 
I've just got tons of stuff going on. Yeah, just busy. Yep. It all hit me Alrighty. this month. Cool. Uh, so moving on to playing currently. Uh, I want to play the new stuff. New stuff. Womp, 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 womp. Uh, what I have actually been playing recently has been a combination of Web Warriors and what I played at the Warfare Weekend Tournament, uh, which is my bullshit pile of Cabal and Elite models. Um, I played Bobby two games in a row yesterday. Uh, so he's been trying out Criminals, and I had been playing Web Warriors because I wanted to play something that wasn't about to get dumpstered by the uh, the rules update. Uh, and also, I just like Web Warriors. And so he was... He was, we were playing and I was soundly beating him like web warriors do. And then it was because it was kind of a non-interactive game for the most part. It's like he does stuff and most of the stuff he does doesn't matter because he can never get out of the hole he's in. And the game just kind of ends on turn four. And so I was like, well, if you want, because you're playing criminals, you're playing a scenario list. I, I can play my other list and you won't have to play into a just as good a scenario affiliation. He's like, yeah, let's try that. So we tried it. And he picked a 20-point mission, and I had priority. Uh, so I chose 20 points, and I did my uh, Strange, Magneto, Modoc, Nebula list. And uh, he killed Nebula, and then everybody <laughs> else was basically full health, and I, I tabled him. <laughs> it was oh. not great. I dazed three people on the first turn. Oh, I hate that. He, he was under the impression that the alien ship power core was very important to find, which is not wrong, because if he does find it, the game dramatically changes. But we were playing Gamma Wave as the secure, so he couldn't really threaten winning it without getting past me, which is not an option. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. Uh, I kept priority while dazing three people, because obviously they had already activated. The next turn, I think I killed two of them before they got to go. It, it got real bad real fast. He basically ended up with Modoc and... Oh, I, so I dazed three people and Toad took four damage. I almost dazed four people on turn one. <laughs> and so... And so the next turn... The next turn uh... I basically killed... I killed everybody but Kingpin and Modoc next turn, basically. And then it was Kingpin and Modoc versus Magneto, Strange, and Modoc. And so I played Magnetic Refraction. And I was rolling eight dice with cover on Magneto. And it was just... It was just very not fun. I think you've given a, a pretty good example of why some of these changes are going to be um, helpful. Uh, mm -hmm. That mess you did, um, lining up the 20 points with Gamma with that is pretty insane. Like, that's that's a super list. Yeah, I think that's definitely an unfun play experience if you're not prepared for it. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't prevent it from happening. It just reduces the likelihood but it also makes it to where it will actually happen more often in an actual intelligent matchup. Because Bobby didn't know what was happening, right? That's the problem. Like, we did it as a learning experience, so now he knows why you don't pick the 20-point mission in your selection. And we, like, this sounds like I was just, like, a negative play experience. I was crushing him for no reason. We talked about all this stuff as it was happening and at the end of the game. And so he absorbed a lot of this information for next time. Uh, also, he's a Raiders fan, so fuck him. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> With extreme but, but yeah, prejudice. Now, if he's playing that same list, and we agree that Alien Ship is a good mission for criminals, so it's in his pairing, which is, this is exactly why I do not like the new rules change for missions, he has a 1 in 3 chance of flipping over Alien Ship. And if he knows he's playing against my list, he has a 0% chance of flipping over Alien Ship. 
the chances of him having to play this mission actually go up with the new rules change. Right. Because you would never, ever, ever, ever make this decision knowingly. Yeah, but it wouldn't get played at 20. I mean, you would you would be able to... I mean, I guess if you both randomly chose 20, and then he decided... or No, I, if he wins priority, I get to choose the points. Yeah, if he wins priority. Yeah, so if he wins priority and chooses red, because he doesn't hate my blues, and then he flips over alien ship and I pick 20 points, he's still fucked. I guess. Like that's that's the problem. It just becomes random. Right. Instead it becomes yeah. If he you has, you can no longer yeah. combat it unless you remove the twenty point mission from your list. That's the problem. Yeah, well, I'm, I totally I'm agree that to... some missions are abused by lists and they need to address it. I think this is a poor way to do it. Well, the one thing that I think this would have been really impossible and un, you know, I, I think it would be a really negative play. I think it would totally remove, like you said, the uh, some of the strategy from the game if there were only still like what like eight or nine missions 10 missions or whatever as options but there are enough missions now i feel like you could say well i never want to play 20 points i never want to give my opponent the ability to play 20 points ever so i'm just not going to play i'm not going to put it anywhere in here um yeah um but i think that's actually what's going to happen now instead of seeing like people playing a 14 a 17 and a 20 you'll just see no more than 17 17 absolute max so you're trying to eliminate the possibility of your opponent drawing something that you know is going to put you at a disadvantage. Um, yeah. I guess. I guess that's what's going to happen? I don't know. My, so my, my thought know. is that the meta will just immediately move to only 17 point... Excuse me. 17 point basic missions that are non, like, crazy. Like, none of the weird ones. Like, research station attack is never going to get played because you can never risk running into a Smash Mouth list with it. And so the only time you'll play is when you think you have the Smash Mouth list, which means you have a one in six chance of getting it, which basically makes it irrelevant. Because you have to win priority to choose the color, because if your opponent's not asleep and they win priority, they'll choose that color, just so there's no chance you get it. And then if you do get that color, it's a one in three chance you pull it. Um, So everyone's basically going to go like the three core set missions or very similar stuff. Or if you're playing the absolute most extreme version of a skew list, you'll play the missions good for that list. And so because of that, the meta will adjust and people will quit playing lists that prey on people that do those missions. And then people will open up their mission selection again. And then those lists will come back and we'll just be in this ever going flux of those scary nightmare lists come back and then the missions go away and then they, they retreat. Then they come back because the missions are back again because nobody was playing those lists. But with, with traveling and stuff, I, I don't know how that will get interactive. Oh, I, I will say that is... But that's exactly what game designers want the most is meta rotation. They do not want meta I don't think it's meta rotation. I think it's gotcha machine because nah. there's no interactiveness. What you just described is meta rotation. What you just described is meta rotation. I just described literally paper, rock, scissors. It's like, but you have no, I, there's no standard, right? Yes, there is. You create a min and max. So if you can, if you can create no, a no, min no, and but max, I'm then you'll play create what groups, you said. Like this is, it's not like you're choosing something that, I don't know. How do I explain this? Um, it's such a random coin flip. If you play a specific person who understands the meta well enough to make that informed choice. Okay. And so if you go to an event, like say we travel to Warfare Weekend again next year and these rules are in place as we expect them to be, Mm -hmm. and you're going to play five random people from all over the country, 
what are the odds that all five of them are on the same page about missions? Right. So because of that, it's not a meta. It's a random chance thing. Because they're not trying to adjust... Like, they're not trying to build a list to counter you. It's one choice within their lists. And they might just not... Ha- like, their meta might... Their their local area might be in a part of the meta where the missions are very restrictive. And nobody plays the crazy missions. And then another people in another pod, they might play all the missions because nobody plays the scary lists. And then you go... You put all these people in a melting pot and it just becomes coin flip machine. And every round is completely random chance on if you get blown out by somebody playing one of these crazy lists because you randomly brought the wrong types of missions. That seems super unfun to me. Well, I think it is unfun if you aren't tactically flexible after mission select, right? That's why they're supposed that's why they're trying to give you more tactic slots for like tactics cards and you know you have you're bringing ten characters to the board. Um I think I think that's what they're trying to encourage, if anything, is that they do not want the mission select phase to be the most important phase of the game. So adding randomization means you have to be able to deal with more different kinds of missions, or you have to be able to play the same list in the different kinds of missions to know how to make the most advantage of whatever situation you get. Um, I think they wanted it to be like a die roll. I think they wanted it to feel like that. And before, it felt like, okay, well, if I combined these five models that I can play in my tin, who gives a shit about the other five? If I play these five models and I can guarantee these two missions, you know, most of the time, then I just win almost every time. Or I can get a, I can guarantee more than 50% because of how strong I am with these two missions exactly. I'll just arrange it for myself. Um, and they, they want it to be more of a, I have to plan on playing all ten of my characters to do well at a tournament I have to know how to engage all my characters in a certain scenario that I see on the board. Um, yeah, I understand that that want and desire. I just don't think this is the way to accomplish it. I think, for example, if we kept the exact same mission selection rules as we do now, but we increase the number of missions to either four or five of each color, I think this problem goes away. Because you, it's no longer you have gamma 60% of the time, you have gamma 40% of the time. And then you only get to pick blue 50% of the time. So it's a one in five chance for you to abuse said mission. But your opponent still gets an educated choice on what to do. So you can include these missions like Gamma Wave or Alien Ship or Sword Base without being locked into them at a random chance. At the worst possible moment being locked into these missions. Does that make sense? Because if it was a specific mission, like it was like if it was just Alien Ship or it was just Gamma Wave, mm-hmm. then restrict the mission and make them give up field dressing for it then that's a completely different conversation because now they're paying a penalty for getting their abilities right and i'm fine with that and if it's just that all missions are too consistent because there's too many missions that are all the same then increase the number of missions you select but don't increase the amount you get to look at and that gives you more randomization so it's less consistent but you still have the option to get out of your nightmare scenario Mm-hmm. And so I think either of those two choices would have been better at what we're doing. Now, and I don't think this is going to ruin the game or anything. Right. I just think it's a. I think it's a regression point. Mm-hmm. I think the game is going to get slightly worse because of this specific interaction because they're so desperate to stop these negative environments from happening. But see, I don't. I think we're the only thing. I, I will agree with you that I. I do not think this is the only way to solve the problem. I do like your elegant solution uh, more. If you told me that we're going to remove randomization but increase the random chance, or sorry, we're going to, yes, we're going to not 
make it totally random, but we're just going to make the odds more difficult. Yeah. Less consistent. Right. Uh, that I, I, I approve of. I like your system. I think it's much more elegant, and it allows for much more, ta uh, sorry, uh, not tactical, strategic decisions. The problem is um, I don't think they're necessarily just super terrified by the, by the accidental missions they made. Or, or it ruining the meta. I think they were more just interested in roster select being more important than mission select. And that's and this is a very heavy-handed way of making that happen, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know, I just, unless they stop printing missions now, we're just going to get to the point where there's so many identical missions, it doesn't matter. Right. And it's going to just make it even less fun. Because we True. already have, if you want to play Alien Ship, you can now play Alien Ship, Senators, and Scrolls which are effectively three identical missions mm -hmm. that are at 16, or is it 14? I think Senators is 14. It's, uh, 14, 17, and 20. So it's different point totals, but it's effectively the exact same mission. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get to the point where that's just true of all missions. Like you can do Meteor, Sword Base, and I want to say there's another one that's basically the same. Shit. There might only be two of that one. But anyway. Do you think, as a result of this, do you th uh, we're, talk we're talking about like meta, meta suppositions, I wonder if people will be more incentivized to do things like multiple um, uh, multiple affiliation lists or the ability to switch from something that's scenario-based to more uh, bruiser-based because at any moment you might just be asked to bruise and so you need to be able to bruise or you just lose. Um, I like what you did there. Thanks. It was cute. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, uh, Jeremy? Do you think people will start doing that? Do you think you'll see less all in and more diversification in lists i really don't know um I, I keep this keeps coming up and at one moment it'll sit okay with me and then moments later it won't like i kind of feel like they need to come out and readdress that just with some sort of statement with what in the hell like it really doesn't make that much sense with how how good the rule set is and how competitive this game can be and how it all works together and like adding this random factor really can fuck someone over hard like just randomly i feel like i feel like they're going to create just as many negative play experiences because of the random chance as opposed to somebody taking the time to learn something very specific and try and execute it i feel like it's going to be just as bad and actually more frequent cuz how many times have you played against somebody who's doing one of these scripted like games where it's like I'm abusing everything allowed to me to get an advantage on this one scenario? Truthfully, it's only happened a couple times. But what I will say is, at least they intended it, and when it happens, you go, "Oh shit, you got it!" Like yeah, you but got the thing you were trying you to did get it. happen to happen. It's not and so good random. Job. Yeah, it's like I now I'll try and do something to stop you next mm -hmm. time. Like I'll try and find a way to interrupt your ability. Yeah, so there's a bit of so in one thing, like the fact that you don't get to choose it anymore, taking that out of your hands is such a feel bad. Like mm -hmm. you don't even get to feel smart for being able to counter yeah. it or try. It just doesn't matter. Like for some yeah. reason we took this part of the game out of the player's hands and it does just feel so shitty. I mean, it's just weird. Parker, I, I wish they'd address it. Going back to what you were talking about earlier where do you think multiple affiliation lists will start becoming more prevalent? I think it's actually bad for multi-affiliation lists because it just locks you into one of the two affiliations, which will be, in my opinion, very obvious to your opponent if they understand the, the way that your list works. And obviously, it requires your opponent to be knowledgeable, but 
I assume that any game your opponent is not knowledgeable of the game, you're going to win anyway, so mm. that's not really relevant. And so it goes like, okay, well, I have Criminals and X-Force as my two lists. So well, one is obviously a, really a Brawly pair, list, yeah. <laughs> and the other one is I'm trying to win on scenarios. So it's like, okay, well, I got to choose Blue, and I flipped over Demons. Well, I guess Criminals are out, because there's no choice here. I have to play X-Force. And so now your opponent just knows you're playing X-Force, but because you're playing double affiliation, you have half as many tactics cards dedicated to only X-Force and half as many character slots dedicated to only X-Force. And now you have to play an X-Force-only list. And well, that's why I don't like about it. Well, I think that I think they purposely did, like, I think the 10 tactics cards is exactly to saying to that. I think that's why it's going along with it. Is I, I think they were very specifically about... We want. Also, I think that's why so many characters are in like four factions. Uh, X Force specifically, actually, I don't know if Criminals has any crossover, but X Force exactly has crossover to a ton of different factions. If you wanted to try, no, to I know they do. New. So, but like that, and and right now, I could easily play one Tactics cards out of ten and devote my, or even go really nuts and have two X Force cards specifically out of ten, and still play a bunch of my other factions' cards. Um, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying that your opponent is going to have 10 cards dedicated probably to one affiliation. Or... And so they will have more ahead. options to counter one person stuck on a line of two different affiliations. I, and so my, my perception of The sentence of this, you just said made no sense. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Finish. What? I'll let you finish your idea. Okay. So my, my perspective is because the affiliations are getting so large at this point, like you said, characters are in so many different affiliations right. now. I don't see that as crossover bonus. I see that as a depth bonus. I can take 10 characters from one affiliation that do different things. Mm. And so, like, I could play Web Warriors and have a Brawly Web Warriors built into my Web Warriors list. Sure. And so now I'm not worried about wasting any cards because Lethal Protector is good in any list I play because Venom's good in both of those lists. And he's affiliated with both those lists. As where if you're doing this, like, hybrid as a hypothetical, I said, X-Force Criminals... Sure, there's probably some overlap. Deadpool's obviously good in both lists, but he's not affiliated. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to just slowly reduce your options. And when something like this happens, and it's very obvious to your opponent that you're playing X-Force, well, now he doesn't have to plan for the problems criminals can create. Um, I will actually say, I, I will say the one thing that you, I think it, it's, pro unless, man, if, you, somebody's, if somebody's able to, do that whole game of well, if I know that he knows that I know that he knows, if he knows that I know, like if you're if your opponent's willing to able to do that, then then yeah, I guess they they beat you. But if you're in roster selection and I have Kingpin and Cable in my list, and I have four criminals, and sorry, if I have three criminals and three um, uh, X Force members along with those two, and uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm counting right, but the point is, if I have yeah. you know nearly equal amounts of guys, and one of them's Taskmaster, so he can switch, um, then I don't know how obvious it is for me to guess exactly what my opponent is doing. I do think it is obvious if one of those missions pops up that criminals just don't interact with in any way. Well, exactly. then, yeah, I probably won't see criminals this game. I'll probably be seeing X-Force. But for me, as a person who's played X-Force, I don't care what the other five members of my factions are. If I get enough points to play X-Force, I'm just going to play the members of X-Force because that's all I need. Um, and if I have 10 tactics cards, I could very easily play X-Force with the tactics cards they want, and play a few criminals cards with the tactics cards they want. I don't think I'll have a hard time with that. So, right. so I do think that it, it's not that it'll be a surprise. I don't think the advantage I get as a play person who's playing X-Force and criminals, I don't think the advantage is, is surprise. I think that the advantage is I might be able to switch into a different situation. So if my opponent's playing 
only a brawly list only and they're planning on playing four really big models at 20 points well the chances of them getting that have dropped dramatically they can't plan on it anymore um and now if your opponent is wise like you said before the 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 catch-22, and the reason why we're, we don't appreciate this is if your opponent's wise and notices you're playing a brawly list, they could make it a 0% chance as opposed to a less chance. But <laughs> that's... Yes. But that, that's... I'm talking about the situation we have now, mm-hmm. um, which is... which Or situation we're about to have in a week. So, um, I think the okay, tactically so flexible... I, I, the I tactically flexible... The tactically you're about to finish. Yeah. The tactically flexible uh, list could have an advantage. Now, the one thing I'll say is something you did mention, which I think is true now. The fact that they've made uh, double, a lot of factions now have double leaders, means you don't have to leave your faction. You can still go all in on your one faction and pinch hit a little bit. You know, switch yeah. switch a little bit and and actually go, you know what, I'm going to go shift gears here from my Sin to my, you know, uh, Red Skull and, and change the way I play and stay in my own faction. Uh, I think you're right. I think that's actually... I don't know if it's obviously what they were doing, but it, that is something we might see more of, I think. Go ahead. Yeah. So specifically what I wanted to say was it's because dual affiliations in the past, and obviously getting two more tactic slots is going to be very beneficial for dual affiliation. Yeah. Not saying it's not, but having more flexibility in a single affiliation is not necessarily bad. Because if you look at it as you're going from eight tactic slots to ten tactic slots in a way that you're literally just assigning those next two affiliated cards to the other one. So, because a lot of affiliations have at least two cards that you kind of want to look at playing. And so, if you're playing dual affiliation, those kind of just get filled up with those, and you're taking very specific character cards for your other affiliation. Mm-hmm. Or if you're just doing one affiliation, you got your, like, two affiliated cards, give it one to four character-specific cards. Well, now you still have a chunk at the bottom that's you know, very specific stuff. Now it starts letting you play stuff like Marked for Death or, I don't know, um, Inspiring Monologue, Climbing Gear, stuff that can be very specific to particular matchups that you couldn't afford to do before. Right. Like, things that are very good in very unique matchups that you're only worried about. And so I think a single affiliation is going to gain a benefit from that to being allowed to kind of specifically tech for what they want to do. As where dual affiliation is still going to be hungry for slots. I don't think that'll be very doable in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But the way it is currently, if you're doing dual affiliation versus single affiliation, you kind of have an idea about what they're doing. And yes, they can do the dual leader thing and they can have kind of a switch hitting. Um, but most people have a, have a primary plan on what they want to do. And the other ones, there's right. an in case. But the way it is now, you can look at what they're doing. Oh, my opponent's playing dual affiliation. I can or I'm playing dual affiliation, and I see what my opponent's playing, I can choose one of my two missions that gives me the best option at this point. So having dual affiliation means that I can either go really hard into one of the two list strengths, or I can play one that's kind of best of both worlds for both and leave myself the flexibility. That option is completely gone now, which was one of the biggest things for me for playing dual affiliation. Because if I'm playing, like, Web Warriors X-Force, and I have demons and gamma wave as my two options like web warriors can absolutely blow people out on gamma wave if they don't know how to stop it Mm -hmm. because you can start scoring four or six points a turn very quickly in gamma wave as where if you start dropping demons instantly web warriors are almost out because you will not outscore them fast enough 
because there's just not enough points available on the table. Especially if your opponent sees that you have Web Warriors as an available choice, they're probably going to try and limit you on Extract. And so all of a sudden, all of your points have dried up because of a random card flip, and now you're forced into playing X-Force, and they probably know it. And so now, all of the benefit of your dual affiliation has basically been thrown out the window. Now you're playing a half affiliation, because you have half as many slots available to you because you diversified, and you got screwed over by your mission. So that's why I think dual affiliations are going to be weaker than they've ever been before. Even though the two taxes cards helps them a lot, I think a normal list is just as advantaged because they can start including those things for their bad matchups so they don't have to worry about specific bad matchups that you have to maybe worry about even though you're dual affiliated. Mm. But maybe I'm an idiot. I could be wrong. I, I guess I'm it... just trying to... I'm, I'm trying to... F- go ahead, Brent. Go ahead, uh, Jeremy. Um... I, I I mean everything that's being said and the frustrations that I, I'm hearing and, and feel um, really I, I feel like aren't going to account to much really I, the game is going to play basically the same and be just fine again I just feel like they just need to say something though that's all my point is is like what they're trying to accomplish because it's still, it's just confusing what do you mean what do they need to say um what was the objective? Because the objective doesn't meet, matter. Like, I don't understand what the they point did, was. They talked about that. They did it on the live stream. There was like a five-minute conversation about it. Okay, so they said they wanted to stop the turn one shenanigans, right? Yeah, they, they talked about it a little bit in the in the blog post as well. It's specifically there were scripted lists where people were building where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to choose Research Station Attack. Or not Research I'm going to choose Deadly Legacy Virus. Uh, and then I'm going to take advanced R&D. I'm going to take Angela. Angela's going to pick up two points on turn one. The other one's going to get picked up by Toad or Quicksilver, who's going to steal it from them. And I'm going to be playing, you know, criminals so I can hand the token off and I can just win the thing on turn two and just get eight points. And my opponent won't ever be able to come back. It's like people are doing stuff like that. And they, they thought it was abusive to the game and did not leave room for fun experiences. Because either your opponent lost the game because their trick didn't work, or it did and they won. And so there was very little interaction, and it was not the way the game was designed to work. And so that that was the primary reason they said they wanted to do it. They wanted to make it to where you could not plan your entire game in advance. That you, that you had to deal with basically random chance. And they wanted people to stop building lists like that. I think we've traded a bad experience for a bad experience. I, that's my fear, exactly. I mean, turn turn zero is still just fucked up. Like it just sucks for for different it's reasons. It's getting better with the the proposed changes. Yeah, I mean, again, I I don't think any of it will matter that much. I, I at least not to me. I, I don't plan. I don't really care about turn one shenanigans. I don't really care about any of that. And you know, I'm not that worried about it. But yeah, exactly. Like I haven't seen anybody trying to abuse the missions like this. So obviously, I'm not the best person to say. If it's a bridge too far, it's not enough because I haven't had to deal with it directly. But I think this is a, a big. That's it's not an overreaction. It's a misreaction. Mm-hmm. Like like I feel like they in their efforts to fix it, they've caused an issue that I believe to be more prevalent. This is going to now affect everyone playing the game versus the five to ten percent of the population that were doing it before. Mm-hmm. Like every single game of MCP is now affected by this this rule. I think it would have been better. I mean, they even did what? What's that other version of the game called where you randomly shuffle both piles together and pull one? I mean, that was even 
That yeah. was even better. I like, could see that if both people showed up and you shuffle and you just basically rolled off to see which of the people's missions you or because then mm. it just mattered about priority who picked the number. Yeah. What if you both flipped two of each and then the person with priority got to choose? So like you got to see if they even got the mission you were afraid of. I don't this know. Getting, I, I'm just theorizing about how this yeah. could work. I think there was. Uh, it's, a... it's too complicated though. Yeah. It doesn't really um, matter. We haven't experimented with it. It just when you take yeah. when you take the um, the choices out of your players' hands, it just creates feels bads. And uh, yeah. uh, I feel like this yeah. is exactly parallel to the t- the table markers thing that happened in War Machine. Yeah, it probably doesn't hurt you in very many games, but the games that hurt you, it hurts you a lot because it <sighs> makes the game less fun to play, and that's always a negative. Making the game less fun to play is always a negative. And we're doing all of this, making all of the games across the world slightly less fun because some dickhead was being annoying. And we should have just told him to stop in some way. That wasn't make everybody's thing less fun. It's like, oh, you abused, like, instant messenger, so no one can use this in messenger anymore. Like, just, like, stuff where it's like everyone gets punished because one guy's being a jackass. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they didn't just say you can't do objective shit turn one. I mean, that's why not? Who gives a shit? Like seriously. Anyway, again, that's that's not what they did, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was gonna say one of the things I wanted to try to focus the conversation more about, like how we think the meta would change. That's that's what I wanted to know. Not so much. There are more elegant ways to fix this problem, but I I wondered if any if. When I'm playing, I don't want the bad thing to happen to me. I want to try to mitigate that as often as possible. So I wanted, yeah. I was thinking, okay, how often am I going to have a really bad experience because I got, you know, fucked by a triple coin flip or whatever it's going to be functionally? Um, now, I will tell you this, actually. From my standpoint, as a person who hasn't played the game very much, uh, and I haven't seen a lot all the missions yet, I haven't even played every one of them yet, um, having a totally random mission doesn't make a whole lot of difference when I go to the table. I think a lot of people won't notice unless they've played, you know, uh, 100 games of MCP, and then you'll start to notice really badly whenever you have a really yeah. bad experience. Um, that even, is that e- is a great opinion to have. I think that is exactly correct. Yeah. As I'll probably, I probably won't even notice the difference between a, the random choice I had over the one I did because I'm usually that. I, I the only thing I'm guessing at right now is point levels. Like I look across at my opponent, I go, "Oh, that person has black order. Thanos is on the board. I'm going to play 15 points if I have the choice. Like that's what I'm going to try, and that will be less easy to do now, unless I make sure that all of my point values are low and I'm purposely trying to play something that has better at point, low point values. That's why I mentioned it before. I think. That's one of the only things, I'll, since it's one of the only things I'll, I might be able to skew towards is point value, I might generate my list, my my full 10 roster might be highly playable at lower point values, and I'll try to make that happen if I get priority. Um, here's an interesting point. Do you think, um, we, we I, I feel like we all could agree that certain lists get super duper scary with high point values, but do lists that are good at low point values just automatically kind of do okay at higher point level levels just because you can add in more characters? Thinking of characters, factions like Guardians of the Galaxy, like Captain Sam, it's not okay, bad that um, you add in two more characters at 20 points, this, right? This is kind of a left-turn conversation. Is this a whole new topic you want to talk about? No, I'm just saying, like, in a world where you, can, where you can't guarantee your point values as easily... Sorry, where mm-hmm. the point value might be the only thing you could actually try to skew because you because everything else you like playing, um, uh, like you said, until we have a mission of every type, right? Because right now we have 
you know, three of some things. But until yeah. we have a mission of every type, if I really, really want to play this kind of mission and I can't guarantee it, maybe I really want to try to play my point level that I want. Um, is there a certain kind of uh, of 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 list or maybe even an affiliation that plays every point level better or plays small point levels as well as they play big point levels so it won't be a problem? Um, um. I'm thinking specifically of like Guardians of the Galaxy and it's complicated and, and Avengers. So the the issue with specific like a lot of people we talked about this specifically with Black Order. People assume Black Order need to play twenty points, and that's actually not true. Black Order wants to play seventeen, mm-hmm. and so a lot of people will will trick themselves in saying, "Oh, I can't play 20. But the answer is seventeen points of Black Order versus seventeen points of other stuff is way less fair. Than twenty points of black order and twenty points of other stuff because okay. they're just adding in a random jackass that doesn't isn't necessary to their list to work, mm-hmm. and you're adding in maybe the three points you needed to get the models that fixed your problems, and so it kind of just depends. Generally, I think abusive lists at high or low point totals are just when it happens to be like my cabal list that turns into super friends. It's just convenient that I cannot afford to have all three of my super characters at 17 points. Mm-hmm. Like, I technically could do it at 18, so I would do it immediately at 18, but 17, you just can't do it. It doesn't work. Right. And so getting to 20 means that I have new legal options. And some affiliations, like uh, Defenders, for example, maybe you want to play New Hulk and Doctor Strange. Well, you that's not really an option at 15 or 17, even though it might technically be because it's only 13 points. But you're not going to play Hulk and Doctor Strange at 15 and then throw in Wong. Like you just lose on scenario instantly because mm-hmm. you can't uh, occupy any space without dying. And so that's not really an option. But at higher points, will it might sound stupid, but adding Luke Cage to that list dramatically changes the way it plays. Like if you can just get to 16, whole new list. Okay. So is there? do you think that there's an affiliation that... Uh, if the way if, if there if we all can agree maybe I'm wrong that you it, you can more easily control the point value that you're at in the new system than you can your objective style so if you could more easily control your point value um, is there a list you think will do better in that an affiliation maybe you think it'll do better in that environment where you can try to keep it low and then you, you know the worst case scenario is you get to add more characters and that's not necessarily a bad thing right I think this isn't the answer to your question but I think my answer would be, it's always more fun to play the game from the perspective of playing a new point total every game than playing a new mission every game. If you're playing the exact same list every time you play the game, it's less fun when you're just playing that list on different missions. And so if you are if you want to get to 17 points because your list is strongest at 17, that's going to be way less fun than just building a flexible roster and playing sim- the same mission over and over again. Because if the, as long as the point totals change every time, but you're playing like alien ship scrolls and senators, like the concept of your objectives don't change, but because your list is changing every game, I find that a lot more entertaining. And I know that's not really what you asked, so I. But that's why I'm saying is I would look for a an affiliation that has lots of characters that interact well together, but no hard combo that you're trying to pull off. Yeah. Like, if you're like, well, I want to play 15 points every single time because my 15-point list is really good because I'm playing Magneto, Red Skull, and MODOK. Well, sure, but that's going to be way less fun than playing, like, all the deployment echoes with all kinds of different characters. Mm. 
Jeremy, is there a better is there a better list when you can control your points, or that's the only thing you can control and you can't guarantee missions very well? Well, it used to be Black Order. If you could play seventeen every mission, I think Black Order was the best faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of. Uh... I think what Brandon was saying is about how I feel as well. Um, I just, I, I kind of fall back in my war machine mode where when you'd set up a game, we would generally play the same mission every time because it didn't really matter. Like play the mission. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're playing different models on the same mission. You both understand it. Yeah. So you play it. I'm trying to take shit from you, push you out of this bubble, whatever. Um, keep it simple, play the same game um, and mix, mix the models up. That that's, that's where the fun is to me too. Um, I, I don't know. I always look at the. I look at Marvel Crisis as like, okay, I got to pick those things up and stand next to those. It doesn't matter what it is. I just don't care like that much. And when you get tons of different versions of that, I don't know. Just yeah. Yeah, the mission should force you to act, but it shouldn't dominate the game. And I think that's why stuff like Gamma Wave is a bit oppressive, because it dominates the game. Having to stand in the middle of the table and also forcing you to try and advance up the table in that narrow channel is very oppressive to some affiliations, which is why I think it's a bit too strong. But I don't even think Gamma Wave is what people consider the like the most oppressive mission. I think it's other stuff. But personally, like Legacy Virus is probably one of the biggest ones because it could just randomly explode in points out of nowhere. I, um, I, I think Sword is by far the most egregious. You think it is? Oh my god. Well, is it is a combination of low scoring, but it is also all one-sided scoring? And not because only are you winning... it's just demons. It's just you're... rotated demons, but it's not all or nothing. Mm. It's just three secures, but it's one person's getting three points and they're and getting zero. And you're winning, and you're also pushing a model of your opponents out. Like, it is the most back-breaking shit ever. It's winning okay. plus winning more. It's so stupid. And it's a coin flip one. Which is so dumb. Yeah, the happening to roll on it's really stupid. Uh, if that one doesn't get restricted, I'll be shocked. I don't think it will. Or banned. Like, just get rid of the damn thing. It's such an anomaly. If I mean, that's that's kind of my perspective. If there's if there's negative play experience or abusable missions, just restrict them. If they're paying tactics slots, basically, like they're getting rid of the good tactics cards to play these missions. I don't care. They can play them. That's fair to me. Yeah. And I, I can't imagine I would run to anybody that disagrees. And if they if they want to, because it's a combination of people playing these like advanced R and D and stuff, put advanced R and D on the restricted list. That way, if they were like, all right, well, I want to play, you know, uh, legacy virus or sword base and advanced R and D, it's like cool. Well, you're getting nothing else. Like everything else is getting restricted. You're not getting all you've got. You're not getting doom prophecy. You're not getting field dressing. You're not getting med pack. You're not getting evacuation effort. You're not even getting gamma wave like. Like, just put 10 things on the restricted list and watch the meta diversify. Uh That would be fine with me. But honestly, rather than just picking random missions, I would rather just be, like, four preset missions you roll on randomly. Like, just let me know what's happening. But when everybody's doing different shit, it's going to be impossible to actually, like, counteract anything. So actually, that's actually one of the things I wonder. That that's what I think about. Like we're talking about like new meta, beyond like how much we would rather it be different. And I, I want to try to move the conversation around from how much we don't like it, um, how or to, to what we're going to see the community do. I wonder if it will. The game will just be really focused on tactical decisions and not strategic decisions. Like you won't really have. There's no point to to think. Okay, I'm going to create a roster that's going to be able to execute this plan well. I'm only going to be able to operate like tactical 
tactically within the game, or maybe a little bit strategically at, at model select, maybe. But most of it's just going to be, um, how do I put things down on the board to interact with this? And the words that just came out of my mouth don't sound like an unfun game. I, I, I don't see... Um, I, I see the I see the meta probably just being less focused on which model is best and more focused on how well did you play. Is that what that does? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I think we've we've pretty much covered the mission side of it. I, I don't know. If there's really anything else we can say. I think we all kind of don't like this suggested change coming up, and we all think it could be slightly better. Uh, I have a question, but, but I don't think any of us think it's going to ruin the game. Uh, I have a question that's not uh, about new meta, but not about this. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think having a bunch of three-point models running around with throws and two-power a turn from Dormammu's Dark Dimension faction, uh, do you think that is going to be a real kick in the pants if everybody can all of a sudden be um, exactly uh, uh, Valkyrie? Is no. that is, is that is that going to be really oppressive? Uh, the Dormammu no. list I built has four three-point characters in it that can all move medium and throw you every single turn from nothing, from just standing still. Um, is that going to be really hard to deal with? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, what you've described is just web warriors with less characters and uh, bad Shuri, so I can't imagine. Okay. Like, the board control lists exist, and they don't involve an eight-point character. Like, that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Because at 17 points, you're talking about nine more points. You have three three-pointers with two power. If your list is designed around abusing two, th- three two-pointers, it's like you would just play Inhumans. Like you just play Inhumans and hand them power. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, after playing Inhumans, it's much better to just to have two power. You could do more things. And um, uh, by, by the way, the, the characters that, I was, that I'm planning to play in Dark Dimension, um, that I was thinking about with the three-pointers, um, they also have lots of other things to do with their two power, other than they just walk, walk, throw. But... yeah. Um, obviously power is good but I don't think like how often in the game do you go man if only I had a second power I could do this thing like, does that happen a lot for you well no because usually I'm playing characters that don't need power because I don't want to play characters that need power because I can't plan on having it so I usually I purposely play low that. power characters I pur- I hate characters that don't I hate characters that run only on power like I really need Lizard. I don't. I, I. I. know Lizard's really strong. I don't want to play him because I know he's just a speed bump. But if Lizard got two power a turn and he could always throw, he would be much more an aggressive, uh, much more dangerous objective piece. He'd be much more. Good God, what do I do about Lizard? He's just going to throw me every time I try to engage him, and I can't kill him that's, easily. That's just not how power works. Like you get power. Like it's not like you will never have power throughout the course of a game. Tell that to Amazing Spider-Man like, and Venom. I've I've played so many games where I just whiff on four attack rolls, and now I I watched a character not have any power for the whole game. But you understand that that's an outlier, right? It's like four attack rolls not dealing damage, regardless of the attack rolls, is unlikely. Um, I guess I've had enough times. I guess I've had it happen enough times. The Dark Dimension sounds real nice. I think you're just remembering the negative events and not the other events, but. Like, you'll get a power in the first turn, you'll get power in the second turn, so yeah, like, turn one, you can't double move and throw without doing something. And if that's your problem, just put advanced R&D in your list. If that's exactly what advanced R&D is supposed to be for. It's like, oh, this one time I didn't have the second power, tactics card. That's what literally what it's for. It's not for fucking scenario monopoly. Like, it's it's so you can fucking actually play the game. Okay, now I am really confused, because I was really sure that Valkyrie was a fantastic piece 
because she got two power a turn and she could move twice and throw and use her power to hurt people. And there her are numbers lots of were also amazing. Like it was what? if you took the throw off of her card and as guardian off of her card, she's still a good model. Yeah. That was the issue with Valkyrie. Yes. Is that she got the the second power and the throw and in in addition to just being a good character. That's yes. what put her over the top. But I want you to know there and are so, there are four other characters of the game that don't have two power because they would be on her power level if they had two power. And would you I I can tell you who they are. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the three characters, so the four characters I put in here that I think are really dumb if they get two power a turn. Um, Ooh, wait, let me guess. Go, yeah, go ahead Luke and guess. Cage. Uh, he actually was, he was on the list. He got cut. He wasn't good enough. Go ahead. Wasn't good enough. All nope. Right. Um, so I know it's not Drax then. Um, oh, it's Drax. Drax is, Drax is on the list. Why Drax over Luke Cage? Luke Cage is better than Drax. Uh, he doesn't hit as hard. Drax hits harder. <clears throat> That's the Drax only difference. Drax does hit harder. Uh, and but if I you're talking about somebody who just wants more power, I would say Luke Cage, but Drax is fine. Whatever. Yeah, so it, it Drax... was, it was really, it was really close. Luke Cage was damn close. Okay, three pointer has a throw. It's really, it's, it's they're really lizard. dumb if they have. Well, I already mentioned one. I'll give one to you. Lizard, lizard was one. I think okay, it, so I, it, so the characters you said it wasn't. It is. All right, gotcha. No, no. Uh, let's see. I said lizard is super dumb. I think if he has two power return, I think he's really dumb. I I think you will quickly find that is not an issue. Um, fuck, I can't remember. It's not crossbones. No. Beast. Uh yeah, he's on the list. Okay, Storm. Yes. Okay, there's one more. Uh, now we're at the non-throwers that I thought were good enough that that don't deserve two power a turn that abuse it. Oh. Um, um Lizard Drax. Oh, Mysterio. Storm, Mysterio what? would be good. What? Mysterio with more power is good. Uh, Mysterio, but actually, I actually found that Mysterio actually gained power, but that's the one game I played him in. But yeah. I never had enough power. Okay, he got I, power, yeah. but it was just never enough for Mysterio's me. Mysterio's on the list. Also, Quicksilver's on the list. I think Quicksilver with extra power turn because his low dice means he can, he can not have power. Um, <sighs> he gets plenty. With what? <laughs> with when, when does he get power? With four, with, his, with his great four dice. Power up, roll. attacking, and taking damage. Those are the three ways you get power. Uh, gets, Brandon, don't patronize I, me. I, I didn't come to this. Not, I don't no, come to this not. podcast to get patronized by you. I'm talking about Dormammu. Do you think Dormammu will be excited with three pointers that can abuse two power because they're better? They're ostensibly better than Valkyrie, and we're all we all agreed Valkyrie was a nine out of ten character, right? So. I think Dormammu with a bunch of three-pointers is going to be really strong that can use two power a turn. I'm not trying to patronize you. I'm just <laughs> saying that I don't feel that, I don't feel that my characters are so power-hungry compared to your the characters you're playing. Like no. You're talking about, like, I don't get to use my abilities. I'm like, I don't find that to be true in my games. I suppose. Let me just say this, then. The... I, I, I literally cannot remember the last time I activated Quicksilver and didn't have power left at the end of my activation. Okay, so I guess this is what I'll say. It's, it's not the... That's actually a really good point. At the end of my activation, or at the end of their activation, did my three-point character have power? Sure. But I'm talking about proactively, and I guess that's the thing that Valkyrie has, is she can do everything proactively. I don't have to wonder if she's going to do good hits. I don't have to wonder if my opponent's going to roll good defense dice. Uh, we've talked about it before. It's the best version of this game is when dice aren't in the mix, when you don't yeah. have to count on dice. And I think Dormammu's Dark Dimension power on certain three-point models, and I'm picking three-pointers because they're more flexible for his, his kit, uh, for his huge point value also. So I think 
there are a bunch of three-pointers in this game that would benefit greatly from not having to care if dice were going to happen or not. They just got to power a turn. And that was, yeah. that was, that was, so my question was, are you excited as excited about it as I am? But apparently when you saw Domamo, you did not see that. You saw the, something else. The extra power per turn does not come into my, my decision-making in the slightest when I build Dormammu list right now. Okay. And maybe that will change, but right now I literally do not even care that it says that on his card. Wow. Okay. Can I give you a VIP you didn't mention for Dormammu? Go for it. Miles. Oh, he was on the list too. Yeah, Miles... Miles is definitely on the list because the ability to get two power turn and collectively jump is. Yeah. Miles definitely has the slight power issue. Yeah. Because he, he commonly <clears throat> runs out. And he has stealth. He can actually pull off the grab something and walk backwards mm-hmm. and escape. Like with more power, he gets, he's kind of uh, crazy. Miles was close. Three, if Black... you have three power on Miles, he's really annoying. Yeah. And also, Black Cat is also. was Black Cat was also possible, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um the stagger on a stick and her ability to take things proactively without taking damage yeah. or getting dice rolls. Like there are a bunch of really good characters that how, how that are they balancing her? Is she not getting updated because of enchantress? Because her burglary is literally the same thing as enchantress's ability, right? Am I crazy? That annoyed me the other day. I looked that up I, or someone played it against me and I was like, wow, that's really dumb that that's just going to be there. And the other one isn't. Master Cat Burglar, cost three, choose any character within range one, move one asset from their from that character to this character. Yeah. It's exactly the same as the Enchantress's ability. Except she's speed long. Yeah. And has stealth. And can and, and can gets move. A fr- an extra move. Yeah. Like, how the fuck is that okay? Mm-hmm. And costs less. Like, that annoyed the shit out of me the other day. Yeah, is, hers an, uh... is hers an action? Nope. Nope. They left it old. She time. can double move long and take your thing, hmm. or she can move long, take your thing, move long with stealth, and then place. Like she will be double medium away from you. And she does have stealth, right? Action. Yeah, yeah, she has stealth. Yeah, that's real stupid. Mm-hmm. That real dumb. Oh, and you always have to raw dice her. You can't modify your dice attendant. Yeah, you can't her. mod your attack dice. You have to raw dice her every time. She's like Angela meets Enchantress. She's real good. She's one of those characters, I think, on the short list for Dark Dimension also. Um, I think, I wonder how many three-pointers you can play in Dark Dimension that are just going to feel so, so bad uh, because they get to power a turn proactively. Again, the idea is remove dice from the game and just get really good abilities that don't need dice. Um, so back on the Valkyrie topic. Sure. It was, because if you look at Drax... Like, his whole thing is numbers, right? He has better numbers than anybody else. Right. No one can compete with his numbers. Because he has he has the best hit points, he has, the be- he has damage reduction, he has the best attacks, he has small dice mods, he has a throw, he doesn't have power generation, he doesn't have action economy, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any tricks. Like, he's just a brick that walks forward and kills things in front of him. A brick with knives now, stuck out of the side of it, yeah. Right. So Valkyrie hits... Probably slightly less hard in the long run, but in a short burst, she can match him pretty easily. But then she has action economy with charge. She has power generation with Asgardian, and she has a cheaper throw. Mm-hmm. And she's faster? No, they're the same, the same speed, speed. I think. So that was the issue, is that he didn't have any of the quality of life things, and she could match him in the short term in damage and survivability. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't so much harder to kill than she is that it was like 
Luke Cage versus her. Right. Even though I guess that's not even a great comparison at this point. But yeah, so that was why Valkyrie was always the choice. But Drax was always there, and he was never off the table. I wonder. It was just that. Good. Good. I was gonna say I actually wondered if uh, I stared at Valkyrie actually for a while. It was Valkyrie with three power a turn, actually just much better. Could she do a whole lot more? And you know she's automatically taking damage on turn two unless she uses her power. But if she double moves and. I mean, if you get one of those situations where you have the double scenarios on one point where you can check something and take something on the same turn, that's a really nice first turn for her. She moves twice and gets both and still has a power left over to get three power the next turn to start charging and throwing and stuff. There's a lots of things Valkyrie well, with three power point. turn gets to do. She literally doesn't need the extra power. Right. Because she can do the thing already, and next turn she'll have two power to charge. Like, right. she literally doesn't need the She boost. doesn't. She doesn't. Which is why she, right. like, she made, like, number... 12 or 11 or something on my list of right. people that would do it but yeah, she's uh, on the cutting block yeah but um, I wonder I wonder maybe I'm wrong and Drax because he doesn't have the action economy that's a really big deal since he doesn't have the action that's, economy that's what I think you're gonna notice maybe maybe Drax can't do it the one thing I wanted Drax to be able to do was what I've noticed with him in games is that he will move twice usually onto something to try to be a brick with knives on him he'll get controlled off and never touched or when he does get touched, he just gets obliterated. So he's mm-hmm. you, your opponent makes sure he's always dazed so that he can't do his thing with a bunch of power. Um, and if your opponent gets really unlucky and can't do it, then yeah, Drax gets to do it. But that's what you actually get to do with Drax is you get to wait for your opponent to be unlucky and not down him really fast. So my my I was wondering if Drax has four power, you know, on turn at the beginning of turn two, can he just go ahead and just try to go off by himself? Can he just does he uh, at that point your opponent didn't need to give him power, didn't need to attack him. He can just start trying to kill things. Um, and if he takes damage from Dormammu's ability, if he has six power, then he just... or what, Is it four power he starts taking damage? It's... Six. Yeah, it's six. So if he has six power, then he, and he starts taking damage, he just, you know, his, his things hit harder because he has damage on him. It seems like a, a nice... It seems like an interesting fit, but I don't know. Again, uh, are there more abusable things with things like Black Cat that just feels so dumb because he never even... who? Why attack? Just have infinity power to constantly steal things and run away. Yeah. So... Um, Okay, so I I have a list I am excited to play with Dormammu that I want to run through as well. Okay. Unless you unless you want to keep talking about your list, if there's something we haven't gotten. To. Uh, there's one thing about Dormammu that I want to know. Speaking of that, that, I will I will mention one thing about the list I came up with. Uh, do you think he has room for four pointer four pointers? Um, that I have a couple four pointers in there that uh, I thought he would really like. Do you think you I have think space the, in there with any point model? The short answer is no. Uh, yeah. But realistically, yes. It, it just depends on what you're trying to do. Right. You can obviously make anything work, but I think four pointing is four pointers with an eight pointer is a weird spot because you get to you get to a very low model count very quickly with four pointers. That's precise. Every time I went into into like mission selection, I was like, man, I don't know when I'm going to play a four point model. Um, one model that made the cut and the four points that I was like, man, this seems so good is Venom. I was like, man, if Venom had just if Venom had a little more yeah. power, that just sounds super mean to have a Venom with all when a Venom that always has the power he wants just sounds so brutal <laughs> mm-hmm. like you'll never get to do what you want with Venom in the middle of things um, if he has four if he has two power a turn this just seems so mean but what about the dog I don't know can you pay for three points that don't hurt or win the game with an eight point model uh, I, I wondered but I don't think so I don't think you can um you know, three points the, that I that I cut, but he was actually I stared at him for just a moment. Was our friend the the Kukri stabber 
uh, uh, Craven. I was oh, like, oh fucking I was, Craven. I was like, I was like, Craven could actually do his ability that does auto damage when people move, and he has the ability to get add a dice to to, to attacking. I actually think the three pointer that's a supportish type model that will go in later is Mordo. I think Mordo is is probably pretty good for Dorambu's list. Yeah, Mordo getting a little bit more power is never bad. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm typing up my list here because it's kind of complicated. But yeah, mine, my 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 uh my first attempt was actually a Dormammu and Wakandan uh switch. Because a lot of the Wakandans like to have two power a turn, um, so you could drop Wakandans into the Dormammu list that relies on the three pointers that are really efficient. Um, and if for some reason you didn't want to play a Dormammu list, or you thought that eight point model was really restrictive, you could switch to Wakandans because they don't mind small point games either, and it's just, and you only need the one tactic slot for it. So that was my first draft was Wakandan slash Dormammu. It's bad. Good idea. Bad idea, Jeremy. I don't know. I really haven't spent much time thinking about Dormammu being I don't have him yet. Um, yeah. He's a big, stompy robot monster. I mean, he's not a robot, but he's big and yeah. stompy, and I'm sure he'll be a blast to play, and I think everything you do will be slightly more fun with more power. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what it'll come down to. He has that auto-resurrect card of his, so you get an extra model to pop back on the table. It, that's so, gotta yeah, be that's, fun that's the other problem with like four pointers it's like if you end yeah. up at like 16 points and you're like yeah Dormammu Black Panther Venom and you're like shit yeah <laughs> like, like what have yeah. I done yeah uh, that's that it is it is hard to to stomach that Luke Cage is another reason why I think that resurrect card's gonna be dumb as shit because man removing Luke Cage is always such a hassle and if he has two power a turn to always do his protecting thing and he's throwing you and hitting you with the what is it Sweet Christmas his big uppercut yeah yeah uh, okay uh, Luke Cage is definitely on that list. Go ahead. All right. My list is typed up and ready. Are you guys ready for the game-changing new meta that is about to exist? I, I smell... I, okay, I'm holding an envelope to There's my head. There's going to be some real I'm, bullshit happening. I'm, going, I'm, holding on, I'm holding an envelope onto my head. I, 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 predict, I predict Doctor Strange and Magneto in this list. I have no, prediction. Go. no. Ten right, point Parker. Thanos. <laughs> Parker, you get to choose one model... Or tactics, no, no, one model other than Dormammu, and I will bet you ten probationary episodes if you're right or wrong. It's in the list. So you you name a character other than Dormammu, okay. and if it's in the list, you you we go down ten probations. If you're wrong, it goes up ten probations. So basically, nothing to lose. Might as well bet. Okay. <laughs> um. So I have I have to pick one of the nine other characters. Yeah, you just have to get one. Okay. Well, this is this is interesting because you and I. But you, you have to I, name the character. I know exactly. Oh God, what does that mean? You like, have to use the character's name, no slang or nicknames. You have to say the character's name. Sure. <laughs> no dampiers <laughs> has to say the character's name. <laughs> so if it is if it is the dampier, I have to I have to lose some episodes and gain some. Yeah, it's gonna be That's a swing cute. of nine or eleven. That's cute. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb, and I'm gonna wonder if uh, one of them is Carnage. Is Carnage? Ooh, I thought about Carnage. Uh, uh, so I guess we'll see. Okay. All right. It, it's a four pointer. It's a really. I know that's a really out on the limb, but I thought. Yeah. I wondered if you would like Carnage. With this it. list contains four point models. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Dormammu, obvious we knew. Mm. Second model, Ghost Rider. 
Okay. Third model, hold on to your butts, Ultron. Okay. Next model, Lockjaw. Are you noticing a trend? Never Models die. Never die. <laughs> yeah, never die. Luke Cage, Nebula, Toad, Thanos, Mines, or Time Stone, Reality Stone. And then Tactics cards, we have Medpack, All You've Got, Dark Resurgence, Deal with the Devil, Last Minute Save, The Age of Ultron, and Heroes for Hire. Actually, that's only seven. I have one more Tactics lie I haven't picked yet. So I lost in episodes. Oh, no. I definitely will just give you the W. I don't want to fuck with that. <laughs> You're like, I will just not play. So at play 20 points, you do Dormammu, Ghost Rider, Ultron, Lockjaw, and you have three Resurrects in your list. Parker looks very unimpressed. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean. This is going to be hilarious. It will be hilarious. But also, there's actually a good list in here somewhere, see? Because if we do Dormammu, Ghost Rider, that's 13 points, right? Mm-hmm. So we just throw in either, Ult- well, I guess Ultron's kind of meme but you could do Nebula Toad would be fine at 17. And at 16, you do Luke Cage, probably. But you can do Lockjaw. Okay, now- but the thought is, if you've got... Um, Ultron is basically unkillable and then you've got deal with the devil Ghost Rider who's unkillable and then you've got Dormammu who through all of that bullshit is basically unkillable and then you can either bring in Lockjaw for more maneuverability and last minute save or you bring in Luke Cage for more protection and then you can resurrect either of them as you choose but the best part is you can literally leverage Ultron and Ghost Rider to the rafters like, there is nothing they can do to them that will get rid of them. Well, move them. Because if they... Right, to remove them from the table. Yeah. Like, they can get them out of the way. For, like, I'm not trying to win on scenario. I'm trying to kill people. Mm. And so, it's all about... Oh, that was the other card. I remember now. Highway to Hell. Yeah. So, you can literally go fishing and go grab somebody from their side and put them base to base with Dormammu and laugh at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the best move, um, and this would be so much fun it's late game like turn five when Dormammu's mm-hmm. about to die Ghost Rider pops out of him <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, also... I, I think this is gonna be super fun to play because this this feels like Karchev-esque jank like it's like nobody's gonna they're gonna look at this like what the... like they don't even understand what it is I actually don't you can you can try it, and maybe I'm very wrong, but I think you'll. I don't think how I don't know how much you'll actually appreciate last minute save. I think last. I don't know that you're wrong. I think it's it's more of a joke. Yeah. But I don't need the character slot, and I don't know that it's terrible because you still have interdimensional bloodhound, and so he's going to make yeah. Ghost Rider, Ultron, and Dormammu even more scary mm-hmm. and range three places because last minute saves in there for Dormammu. Yes. If Dormammu gets in a bad spot before he's activated. I can yank him back. That's really all it's there for. But yeah, well, what I found with last minute save is it's it's hard to pull off in a meaningful way. But you 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 could sure. do it once, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think this list is gonna be fun. Feel free to tech against me. This is what I'm bringing to the tournament in two weeks. Grievous wins. I don't know. No! <laughs> that doesn't do uh, anything. Wait, that doesn't on. do anything. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Grievous wins. Uh, I guess it would stop last minute save. Yeah, it does do that. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, who cares? Like, yay, you did it. It's just huh. annoying. Does that move? Does that? <sighs> yeah, like you'll never, 
You go in on Ghost Rider, doesn't care. Going in on Galtron, doesn't care. Going on Dormammu, I guess Dormammu's the only like safe one to kill, but he's harder to kill. So if he's Dormammu... not not easy to kill. Yeah. So you have to you have to basically you have to go through Dormammu because because you played Ultron and Ghost Rider. That's interesting. You basically said so we're just just to cover the bases here. He's ten hit points on the front. Four four five. Does he have anything else? I think that's it. Right? Immune to a bunch can of stuff. Teleport. He's, he's immune, immune to bleed, incinerate, and stagger. Yeah, that's not nothing. Holy no. shit! No, it's, he's all three hostile. of those are very relevant. Yes. <laughs> Is he gonna have like infinite power? No, he's stunned. So he's basic. No, he's, he's perma- basically permanently stunned. But perma-stunned. also, he has whenever an allied character is damaged, he gains a power. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be not nothing. Yeah. And then yeah, on the backside, he has another twelve hit points. And so I've got med pack in the list, probably. So that's probably going to make a total twenty five hit points. That's not easy to get through. No. Yeah, you'll have to have basically your opponent will have to have a really great day on damage against Dormammu, and that's how you'll remove Dormammu. And then you just have to hope the Ultron and Ghost Rider don't win while that's happening. Yeah. Also, Ghost Rider's fucking you up the whole time you're trying to kill him. Yes, every every crit you do, he's he's getting he's getting. Yeah. So if you're getting good damage, he's getting good damage. Yeah. And Ghost Rider, uh, Ghost Rider is a character, uh, you know, like like he needs more power. But if he has lots of yeah. power, he can use it all. Like every turn, also every turn, he he loves to use six power every turn. Like yeah, he exactly. Definitely like do he, it. yeah, with his his uh hell on wheels, he's he loves free power. Yeah. Not to mention, he's basically gonna have infinite power anyway. Right. But he can always dump it, and yes. so he's almost never gonna take the damage. Right. Yeah, same thing with Thanos. If I do the Thanos at 17 points, it's Thanos, Dormammu, Time Stone, Reality Stone. So they're both just monsters, right? You're probably going to lose on Scenario, which is whatever. But you have Cosmic Portal times 9-11 because of Thanos. And so he's just going to move everybody, including <laughs> Dormammu, every turn. That's hilarious. It's like, oh, it's like you're just going to lose these three Scenario points. Fuck off. Like I'm just going to slow you down enough to where Dormammu can kill everybody. And then you port Dormammu and you port one of their guys closer to Dormammu and he just obliterates them. Trademark. Because it's incantation of obliteration. I need to read this again. Hold on. His spender, yeah, so his spender is just the, okay. It's just okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just okay. It's okay. It has infinite attacks. Just okay. Yeah. Well, you have to roll for it, right? It's certain dice, right? You do have to roll, yeah. but he's rolling eight dice. Yeah. And you obviously have to get a critical, so you're probably rolling nine dice. Well, you're literally rolling nine dice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it's not guaranteed or anything. But you know, it. I think it's going to happen a surprisingly large amount of the time because you're going to be rolling so many dice. Mm-hmm. I think the actual odds are somewhere around twenty five percent. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. You only need it to happen once to really change a game. Oh, dude! Everybody he points at dies. Like it doesn't. Like yeah, he he straight up blows up things. Yeah, because he's eight dice, five out of eight results. Which is what changes the math, really. It's a twenty-five. Per- His dice are twenty-five percent better than everyone's dice, and he gets another like fucking twenty-five percent on your dice. Right. And so he's actually like three times better than an average. Well, not three times better, but he's he's two additional die results per die, basically. Not quite, because there's less defense dice on average. It's like one point five better. So I'd say about. 35% better. He's like a full third better per attack die, I would say. Yeah, it's not nothing. Yeah. And also in a small sample size, I can see you hitting this like back to back and just killing three people. Mm-hmm. So so is 
So I guess just like web warriors or Wakandans just push you. Uh, and then... I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need like Sam spam. Just stay on the board and you win. If you can yeah. exist to turn four, you win the game. Because there's nothing. Because you're not. Because Ghost Rider can pu- push you. That's it. And Ultron have a throw. Does Ultron can he throw people? He can throw stuff, not yeah. people. Right. So you basically, if you can just. Uh, I was talking specifically about the uh, the Thanos list. I think the Ghost Rider list has a little bit of game. It depends. I yeah. it it really depends. But yeah, I think this is gonna be super fun, and it looks janky, and I love jank, especially when it works. Oh man. Yeah, I'm very excited. I was not excited for Dormammu even when he came out the other day, and I bought him, and I was like, eh, whatever. And I just, like, left it in my car over the weekend. Like, yeah, whatever. But now I'm like, oh, shit, like, I actually, like, have a list I want to play. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I was super excited to play the Dompier when I got home. So excited. He was just, yay! And I ripped that open, I started looking at his cars, I sleeved everything. I was like, cool! Like, what else did I buy? Why was I excited about this? What else? Yeah, I was like, what else did I buy? And I, I was like, Dormammu. I was like, Dormammu? What does he do? And he goes like he has the, he's the one with attacks, right? Yeah, he's the one who he's the one that like hurts his guys when he get power and stuff. What's that do? And hey, Parker, so, yeah, I'm gonna give you a good sportsmanship award. Hmm? Yeah, because you've you've successfully navigated around Blade like 11 times today. Yeah, I'm going to reduce your total probationary episodes. Achievement unlocked. Well done. Yeah. So you have 631.25. I'm going to uh, reduce you down to 630. <laughs> One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Well, I am. Uh, I might actually. Uh, tomorrow I might actually play the Dump here. I really like Moon Knight, actually. I know if it's I want to see them on the table. That'd be good if yeah. you played them. Yeah. Uh, All right. So uh, we have talked about. Uh, the what we're currently playing we play talked about the possible new meta that will exist outside of the uh or after the update um future events um we are considering going to the las vegas open for mcp uh and potentially anything close to kansas city let us know if we're forgetting something but we would like to go to some events Mm -hmm. if you are within four hours of kansas city and you run regular events with good turnout send me a message uh, underscore underscore at underscore Brandon at underscore Gmail. By the way, those underscores are actually slash online fully text, fully text. Oh, fully, yeah, it's not the <laughs> symbol. Don't Type try. out underscore. <laughs> Everyone knows you're fucking around now because we know you use Hotmail. I am on it. Yeah. I have a Gmail. Yahoo. My Gmail is Hotmail. Jeremy, I don't think you understand. My Gmail account is at hotmail.com. It looks like your brain just broke. No, so when At you AOL. sign up, they let you, they let you type out the address you want, uh-huh. and I literally typed out on, at hotmail.com. So I have a Hotmail account that is mutilous at Hotmail, and then I have a Gmail account that is mutilous at hotmail.com. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate that so much. There's something that, like, I hate that. I hate that it's so like, much. Something so in my body is shit. offended. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. it is. I think it's my opinion. It's like when you hear the brown note and you just shit yourself. That's what yeah. you just did. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I just look at the Dom Pierce card. Um, and at first, <laughs> a true story, I looked at his card is it, and it has his, you know, his, 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 his alias up there, which I cannot name. But underneath it, it says his, his actual name. And I was a little surprised. I like, wait a minute. Why isn't it Wesley Snipes? That was the first thing. <laughs> so you're like, honestly confused. Like, that's not his name. That's not his name. Eric Brooks. Who the fuck is that? That's not Wesley Snipes. By it the way. It was Eric. I wanted to, I thought it was, uh, I thought I was going to say it was, um, 
Kevin or something. No, I guess it is Eric. Eric Brooks. I remember uh, that scene in Blade One where he has the flashback to his, or there's the fake mother and she uh-huh. calls him Eric. Yeah, I am going. Uh, by the way, the the names I'm going to refer to on the table is the Dom Pierre and Wesley. Uh, those are the two things mm-hmm. I'm going to name him. I think on the table, so I can. Because people are going to have to, I'm going to have to do something that people recognize. Because if I say I'm yeah. activating the dump here, I don't think they're going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I, that's the best thing in the world that you just said that you were looking for Wesley Snipes on the card. <laughs> that's so fucking awesome. Is, okay, so I, I up here. there's two things that have been done recently that I was just immediately offended at and refused to watch. Mm-hmm. And the first one was Hellboy, the remake with the guy from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I was like, not Ron Perlman. I literally just closed the app on my phone. It was terrible. I, I think Ugh. I was like, I didn't even watch it because I was like oh, scrolling through Facebook videos and it was like, new trailer for, for Hellboy. I'm like, they're making another Hellboy? And then it showed up and it wasn't Ron Perlman. I just forced yeah. closed the app. I'm like, get out of here. I don't need this in my life. <laughs> It's like I just moved on. I was like, are you kidding me? Why would you not just make a third one? It was so amazing. Yeah. Yep. And good then choice. the other choice. one was um, the new Blade TV show slash movie that they're doing. I'm like, I literally don't care if it's not Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Like, I, it's like, you cannot destroy my childhood like that. He's he's an older man now. Have you seen him recently? He is. He's an old guy. He's only half-blooded vampire. Yeah. Always. Did you did you watch uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the show, or just the movie? Did you not hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> Why is everybody waving? Did my internet go out? You <laughs> I don't know what, I don't you what you're doing. Doing this doesn't help me. What are you saying? Use your well, words. We're trying, we're trying to say you, you just disappeared. You totally froze. Okay, so the internet cut out. Yeah. Okay, what I said was, did do you watch What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show, or did you just watch the movie? I just watched the movie. I've seen pieces of the te- television show. Okay. I've not seen the whole thing. What if I told you Wesley Snipes has a cameo? Oh, the, I, I mean, I already, I already love the concept, but that, that is amazing. I can't have, yeah. Does he play himself or does he play a vampire? He plays Blade. <laughs> oh, my God. He literally plays Blade. <laughs> That's awesome. They have to video Skype him in for a council meeting. Oh it's like, God. is the half-blood here? And they look over and there's a laptop on a counter. And he's like, what the fuck you guys want? And he's just Wesley Snipes <laughs> being played. And it was fucking magical. Oh, that's awesome. And he literally votes yay or nay to kill these vampires for something they did. He's like, what they do? That's fucked up. <laughs> like, like, that just oh was so God. great. It's like, and it's just so perfect. Like, he's Skyping in from England because he's avoiding taxes. It was so perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, of course oh he God. did. It oh. was so great. Oh, Wesley Snipes. Some motherfuckers always ice skate uphill. Always bet on black. Yeah. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is so much of my childhood. He's amazing. I love Wesley Snipes. <laughs> it's anyway. One, it's one of the reasons why I want to play this character in the game. is because I can quote as many things as I can. Every time I play against... <laughs> I want to play against Medusa so I can say, Your hair is ridiculous. <laughs> my favorite... <laughs> That's not Wesley Snipes, but it's still Blade yeah. 3, which in my opinion mm-hmm. is both the best and the worst. That Blade. was uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. That that's yeah. that was Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool before he could be Deadpool. He was basically Deadpool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, he played Deadpool in Wolverine Origins and then he played Deadpool in Blade Trinity yeah. and then he played Deadpool in Deadpool and <laughs> right. Deadpool 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love everything yeah. about his character. Yeah, so you need to watch what we do in the shadows. Okay. Okay. I need to see the movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. All right, um, so that's future events. Um, Parker, did you do a comic corner for this week? Mm-mm. 
All right. Can you also stop putting italics in the comic corner section? It's very annoying. Okay. Can do. <laughs> it changes my font and I start typing in italics. Oops. Uh, one other quick point of business. Um, I decided to um, pursue, pursue a new career path, actually. I oh. found out I'm very good at cleaning mirrors, so I'm going to transition to that as a profession. Oh. It's something I could really see myself doing. <laughs> you fucking got him! You got me good. I actually Parker, was... Parker was not ready. I was just ready for like a, a really lame joke, like... Like like you knew somebody who cleans mirrors and they just died yeah. or you read something on the internet. <laughs> they you know? died, so I'm talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that was awesome. Yeah, a level jokes here, guys. 100 percent top notch. Mm-hmm. I uh, I got uh, Connor with uh, my favorite dad joke of all time. What's that? We were at the store and John told me a dad joke because he listens to the podcast and he loves that we've incorporated dad jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so. He told me a dad joke, and I told him a dad joke, and then Connor was like, told a really bad one, and so I told him to shut up, and then and then I said, hey, what do you call four bullfighters in quicksand? And he looked at me really confused, he didn't realize it was a joke, I was like, Quattro Cinco, and he literally died. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand how to comprehend this. <laughs> it was great. Quattro Cinco, boy. That's Get just... It? Because see, just, there's four of them. I know, and, and they're, they're sinking. sinking, and they put O but in the end. But in the... Spanish, oh, dad Jesus. jokes are the best when you explain them. <laughs> all right, well, I guess that's about all we have to talk about today. Do you guys have anything else we should cover before we get out of here? No, I'm good. No, sir. It's a brave new world. Let's go play in it. Ooh. As of next week. All right, well, this has been Brandon. And Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD. And Jeremy. And this has been Quattro Cinco. So what are we going to call this thing? I, I got it. Okay. Incredible. New. Fantastic. Astonishing. Mighty. Original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. So now that everything is going and started and ready, uh, I pulled up our podcast stats. Mm Mm-hmm. God damn. Um, yeah, I know, right? Hi ho. All right. So, do you guys remember our stats last time we did this? It's been a few weeks. No. We were the fifth best podcast in uh, Kazakhstan. Yeah. That, yeah. W- yes. Okay. Good. What is that? Uh, what, I am what, proud what, uh, to say our our number one demographic and our claim to fame that we are the number one Kansas City based. Always Sunny in Philadelphia inspired Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast in Singapore. Yeah, nobody's going to dethrone us. What's that? Mission complete. Uh, that's the uh, that's the flight of the Conquerors. That's how they always started their shows. Yeah. We're the second best acoustic uh, acoustic rock folk parody band in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> second best acoustic rock folk parody band. Like, I love if you just keep adding fucking discl- like yeah, qualifiers onto it, you can be the best at anything. Yeah, <laughs> so no one can stop you. Yeah, or rather, All right. apparently you could be stopped because they were second best. But yeah, I get. <laughs> well, right, right. well, they they second just needed. Best. Yeah, yeah. They they should just need to add not named the other band. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So you guys don't remember at all what our like audience size or our total play? It was like, like seventy five. Like our audience was. size was like seventy five or something, right? It was forty three. No, it wasn't. Our total audience size, whatever. No, it was. Forty three. It was. My mom. No, I. I'm pretty sure my mom listened to, and she might not have. Did that count? Right. Forty four. <laughs> I made my mom listen twice. <laughs> I made my mom. It's unique listeners. Oh. oh. Okay, so there's unique listeners, which is basically different devices that have downloaded the podcast uh-huh. or different accounts, and then there's estimated audience size. Which means it uses that information and then tracks repeat listeners. Uh, and then we have total listens, total li- unique listens all the time. Mm-hmm. So we've broken 4,000 unique listens since last week. So we're at 4,050 total listens to our podcast. Hey, how, much money, how much money will I get? Uh, well, I have intentionally <laughs> made this unmonetized, so very little. Oh, so little, little to none. So this little whole time. that it's in fact qualifies as zero. Yeah, this this entire time, great. Yeah, we are still deep in the blood red of the accounting because I bought stuff for this. I'll see if I can get my job back. <laughs> uh, remember when I sent you that message? Quit your day job. See. That was a joke. <laughs> You're like, well, this is gonna be awkward because I played a song on my way out. We, I, I thought we were flush on that dicktail money. Yeah, like twenty five hundred flush. Dictel money, mm, flush, flush. But anyway, we are up to an estimated audience size of eighty seven people. Thank Yay! you guys for listening. Boom, boom. Everything Yay. you guys do. Fuck uh, yeah! And then on the plus side, so before we released our last episode mm-hmm. in the week of October thirteenth to October nineteenth, we had ninety eight total listens. And then last week, we jumped up to 154 lessons. Holy Boom, shit. guys. We did it. it. We did it. People don't even know how badass we are. We landed on God. the moon. And then I guess whatever happened, what happened on the week of October 20th was bad, and people didn't like it because uh, we only had 63 listens. Uh. That's when Jeremy forgot to uh, like send me the audio, so it was like 19 days late getting posted. I can't remember. Don't blame me. Not now. Not when we have all these listeners. Not when everyone's they, Not when we have all the listens. I, is it fair <laughs> that every time we release an episode, I just call it an album? We have a new album release? <laughs> album. And this it's is... an album release party every week? And I spend my dick towel money on it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God oh, damn, boy. we're like famous. Like I really, it, it's hard to be humble at this point. It's hard to be humble when you're this big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now the listeners definitely know how badass we are. We're <laughs> like a really big deal. In Jesus our Christ! Matter. Basically, finally. Yeah. As long as you're only considering people in the Discord channel with us, we are a very big deal. Yeah. Jesus we're, Christ! We're functionally huge. <laughs> uh, I do I do have something I need to bring up later. Uh, announcements. We have announcements. Wait, are we going to start? Wait, we have announcements? No, no, no. This oh. is an announcement. So I'm just saying I have something for announcements. Okay, good. Oh, mercy. I was I was nervous. Um, 
You're like, I missed it. What happened? Yeah. So I'm an, I'm an MD. Yeah. Uh, it's on it's on the website. Yeah. <laughs> I started so I um put the Always Sunny in Kansas City Kingdom Chief Kingdom thing in my playlist. Yeah. I love them. That was They're so good. Amazing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's great to have an actual football podcast that just talks about shit that I care about instead yeah, of the world. Which is always sunny and the Chiefs. Yes. It's like there's two important things in my life, and both of them are on this podcast. <laughs> uh by the way, they need to send us money too. We just we yeah, just pimped them. Yeah. They yeah. Can I am I'm entirely fine advertising for them. If you are a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and also a huge fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Go check out It's Always Sunny in Chiefs Kingdom. They're a semi-inspiration for our podcast. Mm -hmm. Because it turns out that everything's better when you just add Sunny to it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, by the way, honorable mention, it's Mm. Frank Reynolds' birthday. Was that the announcement? Did I break that? I did not know that. Yeah, it's his birthday today. He's 77. Sean Connery's birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Starts playing Scottish music. And, And here's another fact about Always Sunny. Uh, 15th season or it's like the longest running stupid ass show like <laughs> so oh. ring sitcom ever yeah, yeah like ever that's insane yeah. it's been for years that's crazy I'm glad you you know that now though that's bonus yeah easily the longest running sitcom I mean they don't count the Simpsons because I don't know why but yeah it's an animated show yeah and it's not the longest running animated show no it's by not a huge margin not even close there's a I think it's a German yes. like children's show yep. that's been going for like forty six years. Yes, it's fucking insane. They have like nineteen thousand episodes. I looked uh, one day. My students were talking about we were talking about One Piece. I was like, surely it's got to be yeah. one of the longest shows ever. And so I looked up longest animated shows. One Piece is like eighty first on the list. I was like, oh yeah. Jesus. But it's it's just like like the torture Olympics for the everything past One Piece though because they're right. not even good. No, they're just like. Some guy hand drew his own illustrations and published it, so legally it counts. Right. Like, it's so terrible, you would never watch any of it. But yeah, I remember when we were in high school, and everybody was like, oh god, Inuyasha is so long. It's like, and you look up the episode count, it's like 2.30. Yeah. You're like, One Piece is halfway done, and it's at like 9.13 or some yeah. shit. You're like, Jesus Christ. One Piece is not the old, longest anime either, even. it's Mm-mm. There's more. No, there's there's multiples. But yeah, that's going to be us one day. Yep. I am psyched. I was I was telling uh, somebody we we did something for our fiftieth, and it was basically because I think we did we no no the week after the fifty was our one year anniversary because we never missed a week, but there was one week we didn't record an episode, but we had something else as our podcast, mm-hmm. um, and then we had episode zero that was before Jeremy was here. I don't think there was a week you missed uh, recording. I think you, I think we there thought was one we week were gonna. We but we didn't. I don't think we missed a freaking week. Oh, I think you're right. I think we planned to miss it and then found a way to do it. Yeah. Because we never released the draft episode, did we? I don't mm-hmm. think we did. The, the the one in the deep in the vault is going to become very... Yeah. It's going to be relic. It's going to be like a reliquary. So deep. We'll bring, we'll bring it out. Bird. Like This was an ancient artifact, a time capsule, and a time yeah. before we rolled 12-sided dice in this a game. A time before time. <laughs> 
I just want everyone to know that the when we release the draft episode, which might be highly anticipated, it's going to be hot dog shit because <laughs> it's just going to be eight people screaming at each other in a Discord call in an auction style setting oh. where they're all using like fucking tinfoil and pecans for fucking microphones. <laughs> it's going to just sound like somebody took a bunch of pennies and soup cans, put them in a dryer, and hooked it up to a Hayabusa engine. It's just like like. It's going to fucking melt your ears. So you're telling me there's a chance. I mean, that's one thing I can't fix with Audacity. Like, I cannot make that listenable. <laughs> I like to think I do a pretty good job with our audio editing. I think you did, I did, you did great. Mm-hmm. You do. Lots, um, I, I'm going to say this, lots of podcasts, Marvel-related, do not do such a great job, and it irritates <laughs> that. the piss out of me. Yeah. It's well, it's it's weird because it's like having like a really high refresh rate on your monitor. You don't really notice it until, until you yeah. have good and you cannot go back. Like once you see like okay, I have a nice monitor, and you go back to like thirty frames a second, you're like, nope, throw this in the garbage. I'm going to Micro Center. Like you cannot deal with it. And so like audio quality is one of those things. Like you never really notice that you're listening to somebody riding a motorcycle until you're like, oh no, yeah, I can't listen to that anymore. What's more common than anything is the one person talking very quiet and yeah, the other person. That's incredibly frustrating oh, for my me because mm-hmm. I know how to fix it. And I, oh, the Always Sunny podcast, Always Sunny Chiefs Kingdom, they have that issue sometimes. One of them is very quiet sometimes and it's hard to deal with. It's so easy to fix. I don't understand why they don't. They they clearly just don't know what they're doing. Um, non sequitur. Uh, Deadpool two, still really great. I watched it on the plane. Yeah. God damn, that's such a Very good movie. Good. Like Very every good. time I watch that, it makes me want to get off the plane and like fight people and like just. There's people be that badass. say it's terrible, and I don't <gasps> understand because I'm like, it's so good. The dialogue and is just great and like yeah. fucking. It, People must be trying to take like, it way I too serious. I watched it, and then like three days later, it's like, you know what I should watch? Deadpool 2. Because that was fucking awesome. Yes! Like, <laughs> people, people are raving about Shang-Chi. I'm walking Shang-Chi again, and it's fine, but like, I don't really care. Deadpool 2 was awesome. Yeah. Every time I watch it, too, I catch new things, because it's so mm-hmm. quippy. Like, everything yeah. is a one-liner and a zinger. Like, it was cracking me up when he was riding around in, the, uh, in Professor X's chair, and then mm-hmm. he was like grabbing and cupping like uh, Colossus's yeah. butt, and just all the yeah. little things are just oh, they're so good. And the whole scene yeah, where they jump good. out of the airplane and they all die yeah. in different ways. There's a wind advisory. <laughs> that there that was no way to that know. was Best. so funny. That scene is one of the. Also, my whenever I saw Shatterstar's pose, whenever he's dropping down, and he's got that <laughs> yep. he's got that straight like out of X Force issue yeah. two pose. I'm just like, oh my god, whoever designed this said he has to look like a total fucking tool like this as he goes down. At all times. No matter what, he's a total tool. And then, oh man, and then he just immediately blows into that helicopter blade and blue blood flies everywhere. Oh, it's green. Is it green? I thought it was blue. It's green. We do this every time. Okay. I need to see it more often, obviously. I'm pulling up YouTube as we speak because I have to know now. Even he calls it like that guy with the winter soldier arm. Like I missed that the first time. Yeah. <laughs> just tons and tons and tons of just inside jokes and just silliness. Uh I have a lot of the deaths here, but I can't find the Shatterstar one. 
It, it is really quick, though, so maybe I'm just missing. Oh, here we go. He can't even see because his own stupid hair is blowing in his Oh, face. yeah. It, it, it is right green. It. Yeah. It is green. It looks blue at first because of the sky, but it's green. Vanisher. Maybe the wind can't blow what it can't see. Immediately dies. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! I'll never let uh, you go, honey bear. I can't believe they got Brad Pitt for Vanisher. It's so uh, great. It's I don't best. know if they just used his likeness and just said fuck it, or if he's actually did the, the clip. No, he did. That's 100% he did. He did? Okay. Yes. Because it looks like young Brad Pitt. It doesn't even look... It looks like Fight Club Brad Pitt almost. No, it's, it's him. But it's, he's being electrocuted, so, you know, that really takes away the crow's feet. So, yeah, man, that was... It's so good. Every time I've watched it, just so good. All right. So, did anything cool happen for you guys over the last week? <sighs> no. Um, very, very uncool things happened, in fact. I got better. I opened up that damn Dormammu box. I said, damn. That's a big ass. And box. you were like, that's a lot of plastic. Yeah. Um, you don't have three shoulder pads in your box, do you? <laughs> movie, I'm so upset. Wait, what? Mine's missing a shoulder pad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be like 19 um, months for me to get a Oh, shit. I just pad. realized I really, really wanted to play Dormammu, and I never actually put them together. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I rectified that by assembling it while we were waiting for you while you were an hour and a half late. Jesus. Not not that part. We thought you were being accepted. Not that part. Other stuff. Yeah. How could I? How am I going to put this thing together? Hmm. Uh, you're going to have to not sleep and no sleep Olympics with me tomorrow. Uh, let's talk. Let's sleep for the podcast. I want to sleep for the podcast. Okay. Uh, so I have some fun news. I've started playing the My Hero Academia Ultimate Fighting System card game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember, but I was yelling at Dave to build me an All Might deck. Yeah. And his, his defense was, All Might is complete trash and unplayable. And I was like, you're wrong. He's going to be broken as fuck. And he's like, you don't even play the game. There's no way you could know that. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And so one of the other guys came up and like, sure, we'll just throw the deck together. I put, we put it together, and it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, I was like, I told you, Dave. Rubbed it right in his face. Don't, don't. And he's like, and so now he's like, I guess I'm going to build All Might. He's like, don't steal my idea. That's the thing about Dave, Don. That's, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Dave is Dave looks Dave is uh, that's that's the thing about I've played games with Dave a long time and that is his Dave that wants is his to play bonus. what's what's like cool and good but he yeah. gets the cool and good ideas from other people uh no I would say that actually that it's just he's like this looks good and it must be the only thing that's good he goes Dave I'm pretty sure there are other things in this game the people who designed this game wasn't weren't planning on making exactly one thing <laughs> he's like no I'm pretty this sure it's just one this. thing. Pretty it sure was just whatever Dave picked first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just this thing I picked first. And then you're like, Dave, let me see if I can find this, look, explore this corner of the game. Wow, that looks that corner looks really cool. I'll go do that too. I bet that's what they actually meant to do. And you're like, no, Dave, I think I think you could play lots of ways. You could play any way you want, really. He's like, mm, Dave, nope. Dave, in fact, you could do more than the first thing you saw. You're like, no. <laughs> I can only see the best. It's a filter I have on my vision, only the best. Oh no, he would never say what he did was was the best. Just that he's pretty sure this is the way to do it. Like this is it. This is the way. He's like, I'm. Tyler I, agreed with him though. Him and Tyler are like, no, no, no. It's a waste of cards. Like, oh, don't even bother. Yeah. So far, I'm proving them wrong. I ordered all the singles for it because nice. the game's un- unbuyable right now. It, was it terribly okay. expensive to buy just the singles? 
Not really. So I basically bought an entire deck worth of singles. It was like a hundred bucks. But I what it, the problem is the deck includes one of the rarest cards in the game, and so like outside of that card, it's like thirty bucks. Oh, <laughs> that's you not need bad. A play set, play set of that one. That's not that bad. Yeah, but it's not so bad. so you can get the cards right now on different card game buyers, but you can't buy the packs. Yeah, like, I went to TCG Player, and there's, like, 40 of the card I need available on the internet. All of the internet, there's only, like, 40 available, which is why they're expensive. And they're only, like, 18 bucks each, but mm. but you need four of them, so that's a big chunk of it, and then you have to pay shipping. But yeah. So I should be getting them this week, and I'm gonna play again next Tuesday. And then I pulled out all my old cards, I'm tinkering with old decks, that's why I did most of it today. UFS is the best card game. It's so good. So I told, who was it I told? Um, I told Dave I was going to get you into playing UFS. And he said, that's dumb. Parker will never do that. And I said, why? He responded with, Parker doesn't play card games. <laughs> and I literally just laughed in his face. I was like, Parker, the guy who tried to play L5R, the card game, for 10 years after it was dead. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely not true. And he's like, well, I guess that's a good point. He's like, yeah, he also played Netrunner and destiny and key forge he's like oh shit like, <laughs> like you don't know parker very well <laughs> it is true as far as as when i've known him the only games i've played with him almost exclusively have been have been miniatures games but mm -hmm. it's just because when he was excited about a card game i was usually playing a miniatures games and vice versa but yeah but i do i did like ufs when i played with you um it was just the the pool was really shallow. It was just like me and you looking at the stuff we built, and that was fun. Right. But, but now we have like six people coming up every Tuesday. Yeah, that sounds fun. There is something I really, really like about card games that scratches an itch that miniatures games don't, which is fast and fun. Like, fit, yeah, 50% just, just, of the game is coming up with new ideas. Yeah. And that's like really fun. Tinkering right. is really fun. And deck building games give you lots of tinkering time mm -hmm. and very little non-gaming time. Like yeah. if you're you're either building a list or playing, those are the only two states of a card game. Right. As where a miniatures game, you have to sometimes build stuff, paint stuff, like work on like other aspects of the game, like transportation, logistics. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of other stuff you have to do, but I think miniature games are definitely the most rewarding game. Anyone who gets into miniatures games and sticks with it for more than six months is basically a lifer. Like you're always going to play miniatures games because you you've gotten there and it's not a barrier of entry too far, and you're in at this point. Mm -hmm. Barring you know life altering events like having spawn. Yeah. Jeremy knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He looks very afraid though. They're sleeping. Mm -hmm. I think. Cool. Did you guys decide what we're going to talk about today? I like no. your idea. As soon as I left, you guys were like, fuck it, let's talk about something else. We did. We talked about Eternals. Oh. Yeah, I haven't played in a while, so, like, whatever. I, I, I've been busy. It's up to whatever y'all wants to talk about. I don't care. All right, so we're going to pencil in new meta stuff, question mark, and future events. Alrighty. Oh, and then we need to call out all those people that said they were going to come play in the events up here by name. Okay. Uh, I can do some quick hacking and get their socials if you want to just read their socials on That's air. That's fine. We'll just read like... We'll give out one character every week until they show up. Yeah. <laughs> they better get here quick because I'll give out an extra one because I'll get mad. Mm -hmm. And also too... You guys too remember, was it the Dave Green show? I can't remember that guy's name. The like the guy who was like a troll announcer on like TMZ. 
I think it was TMZ. It was MTV or TMZ or something. It was the the guy who was the guy in Freddy Got Fingered. I can't remember. Tom Green. Tom Green. Yeah. The Tom Green show where he basically just fucked with people. It was yeah. like a it was like a skit show, but he just like annoyed people as yeah. his skits. Yeah. But anyway, he had this one where he he kept trying to get this guy to come on his show, and he kept refusing. And so they got a hold of his personal cell phone number, and they're like, every week we're gonna, and they put this big thing up in front of the like the stage, and they're like, every week we're gonna reveal, we're gonna turn one of these over, and it reveals one of his, the characters of his phone number until he comes on the show. Oh god! <laughs> and he's like, you're gonna give out my personal phone number, but I have to change my number and tell everybody it's gonna be a pain in the ass. They're like. I'm not coming on your show. That's stupid. And so after about three weeks, they'd, they'd given out the area code. And then they revealed that on the backside of this thing, because it's up against a window, all the numbers had been available <laughs> on the other side of the window, which was Times Square because they filmed in New York. So everybody had this celebrity's phone number. And he's like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like, you're the worst person oh my ever. God. I thought that was funny. So that, that's where I got that idea. All right. I guess we should probably start recording now. I think we're recording. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I gotta pull up a uh, comment of the day. Got it. Got it. Got it. One. Nailed it. Didn't even need two. I think I've decided that the MD at the end of the name stands for Medical Dumpier. I think that's what we're going to do. Dumpier. <laughs> How do you spell Cinco? Uh, C-I-N-C-O. C-I-N-C-O. Yeah. Cinco. I was like, God, how would I even look this up? I was like, wait, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> like, that's all I could think of. That is the 5th of May. <sighs> so what do you put in a Midnight Suns? Oh, list? Parker walked off camera, and I was like, where'd he go? And then he started head. talking. I was like, he's in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> I feel like this has been like a fucking Mission Impossible skit where it's like, this has been a deep fake I've been looking at so he could infiltrate my lair. Yep. Nope. This whole time. I actually, this is, these are all fake walls. Yeah. They all just, I hit a button and a little It's just you and Simon Pegg behind a fucking green screen. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I uh, don't know how I feel about all the Mission Impossible movies, but that scene with the green screen was, is one of my mm. favorites. I really like that scene. The yeah. I feel like they found ways to make that like concept of we need to sneak into this place and make it really fucking cool. Like they they mm-hmm. they found ways to make that cool like it was eight times. And I was Mission I, Impossible was the heist movie before heist movies. Yeah. Uh, didn't wait because mm. there's Impossible like nine for... reveals, even though none of them are who has the thing. Yeah, that's true. Also, it just uh, was literally I take to, my mask to off, the like that was to the this movie. day. I, I probably need to rewatch the movie, but to this day, I will never forget the the moment when he, you know, Ethan Hunt by T- Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt, like reveals himself to John Voight's character, who I don't remember who his name is, and he says, and he and he says the Bible in the drawer, and he goes, they stamped it, they, they stamped it, didn't they? Goddamn Gideons! And I remember going, what the fuck are you talking about? Like why? <laughs> like I think. I think it was like it's stamped as like Chicago or like the name of the city or something was was the Bible. But to this day, I don't know what the fucking significance of that was and why yeah. John Voight's character was so pissed off at Gideon's. I know Gideon's are the ones who stamped it, but why? <laughs> why? Well, I don't. I don't get like. I don't get I've, like I've, what how I've, that was the big reveal. Talking about how convoluted mm-hmm. that movie was, how overly convoluted that movie. Yeah, was. like I don't. I it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't even fucking remember hardly shit about it. 
all I remember is the scene where they interview the CIA is priceless, and the scene where he's you know on the the bullet train, you know, and the you know jumping from jumping onto the on the the, the, the windshield of the helicopter. Red light, mm-hmm. green light. Why did he say that? I don't know. Smashes the <laughs> gum on the windshield and explodes. Flies forward and hits the wall with that trademark Tom Cruise grunt face thing. I feel like. Like, the Mission Impossible series is basically, like, Saw at this point. Like, the first one was meant to be really serious and deep. Uh-huh. And then after that, they're like, fuck it. And they just, like, turned every knob to 11. And they're like, what happens when you do this? And they forgot to not press record. Yeah. And then they just released it as a movie. Also, like, also Tom Cruise is, like, the perfect personality to make that keep going, right? Because that's basically who he is in yeah. human form. He's the basically the Mission Impossible. Years, yeah. Yeah. In human form, I. Uh, it's like Tom Cruise stopped aging in 1984. Well, you also just see like, no, he didn't stop aging. He just like kept powering through the concept of cell degradation. Just like I'm just gonna yeah. keep going. I. Uh, you saw how he broke his leg on that scene, right? The the scene they used uh, broke the, his foot. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the the uh, yeah broke his right above his foot. Yeah, they used that in the movie. I love that. I was like, that was the best take. The one where he shattered <laughs> his ankle bone. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one we want. That's not even like the top three best takes ever. Yeah. There, there's. I know the top two. The first one is Vigo breaking his foot when he kicked the helmet. Yeah. Because ah, he's actually ticked yeah. his shit. Yeah. Because he's screaming because he literally shattered his foot. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was very believable that he was in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then the second one is Andy Dwyer knocking on Anne's house. Uh, and he's naked, and he was literally naked, and then Amy Poehler did not realize he was going to be naked, and so she actually reacted to seeing his penis. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great take. Uh, have you guys ever seen Orcs with Normal Voices? Oh my god, yes. Uh, no. You have? Oh, that is so funny. Brandon, you really need to see Orcs with Normal Voices. So, what they did was, the guy who, <laughs> some guy just takes the scenes in which Orcs talk in the extended uh, Lord of the Rings. So there's a lot of extra scenes where the orcs have dialogue that, oh, that is cut. I went immediately to 40k. I thought this oh, was going to be very no. different. Okay, no, no, I'm no. with you. Okay, Lord so, of the Rings. Got it. Yeah, so they take Lord of the Rings and they take the extended cut. There's actually a lot of orc dialogue in the extended cut. And so they take it and he just dubs his own mouth with exactly the right dialogue and the right timing on top. So, so one of them goes like, can we eat them? They smell like man flesh. <laughs> it's, just like, it's, just, it's, just, it's just like a regular guy instead of the weird, like growly, spitty yeah. talk. Uh-huh. And uh, it's oh my it's, God. it makes me pee my pants. I'm gonna I'm gonna find the. It is really funny. And then when they all yell at once, they're like, uh... "Yeah, wow, oh, I like man flesh." Like when you like when they're all talking at the man same time. Flesh. It's like, did somebody say man flesh? We're way in the back. Was it man I flesh? found it on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> They're really funny. Oh, okay, okay. I found the one that's the all seven minutes of all the ones he did together. They're strung together. They're good. I'm going to put it. Yeah, I got it right here. Oh, is this the seven and a half minute one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it. I got to open up my YouTube. Okay. It's, uh... <laughs> all right, guys. So I'm thinking we should call it now. Because we want to get to bed and be fresh for tomorrow. Yep, yep, yep. Because we don't want to let this success go to our heads. We need to keep working on it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so every the day. best we can be what are for you talking the audience. About? Uh-huh. I, I agree. Yeah. It's all about the audience. And also so Parker, the shrimp. Yeah, immediately after we hang up, I'm going to call Jeremy and see if he wants to go to the casino. <laughs> 
I do have that shrimping vessel money. Oh, are you flush with that dick towel money? Mm-hmm. I've made there is no choices. amount of dick towel jokes that are not funny to me. <laughs> like oh that show God. has reinvigorated, reinvigorated dick towels. Like, Hold on. Reinvigorated dick towels? Yeah. Well, I mean, they never you... really went down. Say, at what point were you like, you know what jokes are large... dick towel jokes? Yeah, it's like a mountain compared to a molehill nowadays. Like, that... like it just grown into such epic proportions. Kitten mittens. Are you tired? <laughs> yeah. Are you tired of your loud cat? Do your cats make too much noise all the time? Get kitten mittens. You'll be smitten. (laughs) That's good. Fucking Christ. And then he sells it. He makes a lot of money on a contract. But because they were blackmailing a lawyer into doing their legal paperwork, he literally just had them sign over power of attorney to him. And so he owned their patent. Kitten mittens. They actually would like. There's so many times they would have made money, and like their schemes would have worked if they just weren't the worst people ever. Yep, that's the moral of the story. So be, yeah, do, don't be literally the worst human to be. Uh, there was that. There was that episode about it, right? Where, uh, uh, where Frank goes to hang out with the other crew that resembles. Uh, the his the, and and uh, he just tells them what to do, and the, their lives just turn to shit. He's like, "All your yeah, advice was really horrible. Can. Like none of it worked at all." He goes, "No, normally you guys just come up with some plucky way to figure it out, right?" And they go, "No, like I lost my we're job. Going to jail. Like, it, 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 yeah, <laughs> we're all going to jail. We committed like several crimes with our business. At least we're committing you committed crimes." You know, what are we going to do? He goes, I don't know what you guys are going to do. I'm going to go back to Patty's pub. Later, where things, where things make sense. <laughs> he just mm-hmm. leaves. <laughs> yeah. And it's like every episode, like the, the moral of the story is like they never realize that they weren't like they're so shitty. They find a way out of things by like throwing yeah. other people under the bus. Right. They never, and they, they never, never realize that, right. that like, the only reason they get away with shit is because they're so terrible. No, come up. They also never succeed because they're so terrible. Right. But no comeuppance, no like, no moment of learning or understanding, no growth. There's the episode where they accidentally kidnap two people. Yeah. Oh man, show is so amazing. All uh, right. Okay, I have a question. Hmm? This is probably up on the podcast unless Jeremy's really got really done for. Um, Continue. Is is there any reason in particular to take something with Midnight Suns other than maybe a larger base? Is a larger base even a reason to take something with the Midnight Suns? Like, uh, do you just take any model you want? So. Just just take Midnight Suns and models you like. Like, I'm. I mean, you sh- they should synergize with your list. I wouldn't be taking like Black Dwarf just because you're playing Midnight Suns. Precisely. Like, I'm not. But I don't know what this list does yet. I guess maybe I just have to play the Midnight Suns and see if they don't do something. Yeah, I haven't read any of their shit really. I wasn't super interested in them. The only thing, they all can attack. They all they basically have uh, the tactics card, the Wakanda card. They have the ability mm-hmm. to attack. So you have you're incentivized to play them. Actually, the only one I think you don't play is probably Iron Fist because I think he's just probably a trap. Um, if Iron Fist got to attack a second time, would that be good enough? No, probably not. Yeah, he also isn't going to attack a second time. No, I mean like to, to, with the with the Wakanda Forever, whatever they call it. It's not called. But Wakanda that's the Forever. problem. Like, he, it's not about the quantity; it's the quality, and you right. can't do the Iron Fist twice, so it doesn't right. matter. So since, so I think you just play it all says the other make one Suns, attack? and none of them are bad. Wait, wait. wait. Like it's Ghost no, Rider, no, what is Doctor it? Strange, Wong, Parker, Black Cat, Moon Knight, Blade. Ah, crap. There's the mirror. Can you guys? But uh, 
Hello? Is yes, can you hear me? Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, uh okay. sorry, my, my phone's exploding and I, apparently it keeps interrupting my internet. I don't oh. know, that's weird. So the, the anyway, uh but what does it say? It just says makes an attack. There's no restriction. Yeah, it is it's exactly Wakanda Forever. Okay. So that should trigger stuff like rapid fire. So people like Punisher could be interesting. Okay. Punisher's not a Midnight Sun though. No. Is it only Midnight Sun characters? It's only Midnight Suns. It's exactly oh, like Wakanda mind. Forever. That's terrible. So yeah, it's exactly All their characters are awful. It's uh I think it'd be good on Doctor Strange. Uh it'd be probably good on Moon Knight and Ghost Rider. It'd be okay on the Dompier. I think it's okay on the Dompier. Um But the trick is I really don't know what else goes in this list. I think Carnage might go with them because he actually could use the Bump of the Night, their ability to pay one to move one because he's this huge base and his long range. So I could actually give him a lot of control over the board. Um, maybe. that's still, He's really the only one I see interacting with his ability really well in the game. Except kind of... Maybe MODOK. Would MODOK like to be able to place within one? Would that be something he would pay one one power for? Oh, he places uh, really probably, far. Probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a lot any of characters. Any characters that need no mobility that are already good. Yeah, but I mean, there's one problem, which is a lot of the Midnight Suns are are expensive, and you want to play them. Like Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider are excellent. Playing a lot of expensive characters is not directly bad if they're worth their points. The yeah. problem you get into is when you're overreaching for stuff and there's no synergy. Right. Like so, as long as the models work well together, it doesn't matter how much they cost. Okay. So I guess. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I guess I could just play both stones for strange and be able to pick one if I really wanted to do that. But do I want two two-point characters or three three-point characters? Maybe an extra four-point character that's not Carnage. Hmm. You're playing Carnage in there? Uh, the, uh, the only thought with Carnage was I think he takes advantage of the bump in the night very well, but maybe I'm What's wrong. What's bump in the night? It's their affiliation ability. Uh, at any place. time... Yeah, it's a place within one of its current position. His really large base size and his long reach means he actually does cover a lot of the field with it. Um, but he already has long reach. Kind of, but he doesn't have a movement ability. You have to. Yeah, be... he doesn't have movement, but I think because he has such a large footprint already, I don't know that he really... He, if you're only playing him because he moves, I don't think that's a good enough reason. Well, well no, it's because he... He, has a large, he has a large base and a long reach, and he doesn't have a movement ability built in. That was the idea. But does, regardless of the movement ability, would you want Carnage regardless? Mm. Assuming you didn't have that affiliation bonus, is Carnage in your list? I don't think so. Because like the thing is, he's he's not slow. He's actually one of the faster models in the game. He just doesn't have mobility. Right. And so, and but because his attack range is so large, I don't think you care. Okay. You also have access to Carnage rules, so I. Like, if you're just saying, I'm going to fix Carnage, he doesn't need being fixed. Okay. But if you want Carnage for Carnage's sake, then yeah, it's I think it's fine. Like, every list in the game gets better when you put MODOK in it. And then MODOK that can place range one is even better than regular MODOK, so that's a fair justification. Sure. But there's probably characters better than Carnage for four points. Would, uh, like, Ultron maybe even? I mean, not current Ultron, maybe new Ultron. Right. Um, Black Panther doesn't need it, but is good. Black Dwarf would not be terrible, honestly. Uh, I don't funny. know you, if he'd be as good as Carnage. Because Black Dwarf is good. Like, there's yeah. no question that Black Dwarf's stat line is worth four points. The right. problem he usually runs into is the um, 
mobility issue. Like he runs into serious mobility problems. Yeah. Um, but it's, but now that everything's getting changed to can't push size four, he might get even better. Um, Captain Marvel's probably not terrible. What about in a, the new? What new about Omega Red? What about Omega Red? Uh, let me see. He he would probably like to move for free. Yeah, that's definitely good. I don't know if he's good enough though. He's weird. I haven't yeah. seen him work yet. Every time I see him on the table, he just dies or does nothing. Right. And so that's not a good sign, but it might be fine. Uh, Kingpin might actually be good. Really? Yeah, I would say, because Kingpin is kind of down the road of Carnage in a more defensive route, but they're both just, like, bricks of numbers. Ooh, here's um, an interesting idea. But he gets the place and he has the throw. Here's an interesting idea. What about Ronan? Would Ronan be crazy? Remember we played remember we we played a Guardians list before where it was we had double we had Judgment and we had Ronan and Ghost Rider and that was kind of mean yeah. as hell. Um it was hard yeah. to deal with that. And Ronan would love a place. Yeah, I don't hate that. I really liked Ronan when I played him once. Uh let's let's try this. I really liked Ronan when I played him once. <laughs> I did not I did say really I knew him. True words never spoke. <laughs> I didn't say I knew him. I said I met him once. Gladiator. What about Mr. Sinister, too? Mr. Sinister is an okay idea. I like that idea. He has a range 3 attack, but he's got the spray, or the beam, so you can line up the beam really well, and you can mm -hmm. also place away from people once you've attacked them. Right. Uh, and uh, he's just, you know, a solid four-pointer. For that point, I actually wondered if Vision actually wouldn't be bad, because Vision doesn't like to move. He actually likes to get a lot of power and uses act Like, he could use his action to, to get extra power and then just use one of those to place yeah but the place one is not rel is not close to the move medium right so it's it's more of just small adjustments so he's still gonna have to move a lot yeah i but i see where you're going um i was thinking saber tooth maybe because he'll sometimes get pushed off of a point or slightly out of melee range mm. and then you can just place back an attack because he only has range twos i think saber tooth could be okay i thought actually she hulk also might be strong but I don't know if you can play that many six-pointers. Yeah, I don't think you can. Because <clears throat> you're playing Old Strange, right? Yeah, it, Old Strange is a Midnight Sun. So you have the Time Stone, right? Yeah. Um, Remember, that, that has then, changed. That will be changed. It will be changed, but it's not changed. Okay. Um. So what does that put you at, then? If I do the all... If I do, 12 okay. 12 points? If I do all the Midnight Suns... Um, Wait, hold on. What are you doing? What did you just do in your mind? That's 16 points for Strange, Ghost Rider, and Blade. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit steep. I don't know when you actually play Ghost Rider or when you place. I don't know when you play actually these models. I'm just... The Midnight Suns... Because you, you do have Black Cat and Moon Knight and Wong, so you do have some cheap Midnight Suns, and all of them are strong. Like, you well, don't, I, I you don't have a weak at, one. At 19 points, you're doing Moon Knight, right? Nine, at 19 points... Yeah, at 19 points, you're doing Strange, Ghost Rider, Blade, and Moon Knight, right? Six, six, 11, 11 plus 7. That's 18, right? 11 plus 7 is 18. Am I missing something? Oh, Time Stone is two points, right? Is that what, is yes, that what I'm missing? Two. Okay. Yeah. Time Stone is it's two points. It's going down to one. Yeah. I think that's a fine 19 point list. Ghost Rider and Strange are heavy hitters. Like, those models are going to dramatically affect the game. And then Moon Knight and Blade seem very fine for their individual point costs. Like, I think you're okay. 
you'll be outnumbered in almost every game, but Strange with the Time Stone is not afraid of being outnumbered. Do you think, is there ever a time where you like switch and do like Wong, the Ghost Rider, Black Cat, Moon Knight, Dompier? Is that like? I don't think Wong is good outside of Defenders at this point. Why? Unless you really need power. Well, why are you taking him? Because if he's just standing on a point, that's fine, but you could take somebody that does stuff on a point. Like, there's just too many good two-point characters nowadays. Hmm. Why then? Why Defenders? What does he do in Defenders that's specifically strong? He can play, like, portals and stuff for you. Oh. Beyond just being a point leveler. Like, Okoye would probably be better. So does Wong it, not even go in here? Like, he doesn't really add anything? If you want, he can, but he doesn't really add much to the list. If, yeah. like, for example, you know that you're having issues with, like, Strange getting stunned, then you can play Wong to, to remove stun, and then you're using it for something. But if he's just going to stand there and go, look, Wong has five power, and then he died, like, that's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be much better off playing a character that contributes. And uh, I think Toad and Okoye are the go-tos. Here's an, idea, here's an idea, actually. Speaking of Wong, uh, since Wong is in the list, we could do someone like, oh, no, that doesn't even work with that. Never mind. I was thinking uh, Carol. You could play Marvel because she could, could feed her power. But it doesn't... I think Danvers is a legitimate option once the changes come out and she, right. her cost goes down. Yes. I think that's a fair choice. Yeah, I think right now it's still unplayable. I, I think you can play Ronin because at 20 points you could do Ronin, Ghost Rider, Blade, Strange, Time Stone. I think that's fine at 20. But you wouldn't have the Power Stone, so you'd have to make the decision. But I think he's okay without the Power Stone. Mm-hmm. You just don't get that many Creed Judgments. Wait, is it called Creed Judgment? What the fuck is it called? Just called Judgment. But Creed Justice is his awesome attack. Creed Justice, that's the one I meant. Yeah, you get automatic stun, stun and stagger and explosive. Damn that thing! Yeah, you just don't get as many of those. Yeah, man. We, every time he does that, you, you feel so good. It's like mm-hmm. boom, <laughs> get fucked. Boom, get fucked. Yeah, Ronin and Ghost Rider are always really annoying. Uh, so, but what I would think you should probably look at is doing a dual defenders list because if you're already putting Strange in there, you only need one Tactics card and you're running both lists. Yeah. Especially if you have Wong in there because Ghost Rider and stranger in both affiliations mm-hmm. so your core two guys are in both and then wong can go either way as well i believe wong goes either way it, yes yeah so you've got three characters you're you're affiliated with both lists, uh, depending on if you take moon knight moon knight's also a defender right so like you have plenty of you have so much carryover you would never even have to check for affiliation right it's just which leader do you take and you're probably taking strange in almost every list you play over 18 points so I think I think you should look at it because some games portals will be better than the leadership for that or blade. blade. Oh, he said it. Oh, damn it! <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't have completed your thought. I'm trying to be nice. You got it. I know. That's um, what you get. That's what I get for helping others. Um. Yeah. So I think you should look at dual affiliation. Man, I'm hungry. I should totally go to like McDonald's because okay, well, it's the only restaurant in my neighborhood open. Okay, well here's here's the deal. It's really interesting you said that. Like over eighteen points, I always play Doctor Strange. Is that really true? Like, do I really always just play Doctor Strange? That I seems... would. I, you can do whatever you want. You're an adult, but <laughs> right. that's what I would do because Doctor Strange is super fun. <laughs> but if I really want to play Doctor Strange, then why am I even playing the Dompier? Like the the. You know? I think Strange in Midnight Suns is fine. 
I just think that some games you might want to go into defenders because pentagrams is crazy and sometimes worth the affiliation change. When when are like, you really excited about pentagram? I guess like imagine if you picked Wakanda herbs mm-hmm. and you're playing Ghost Rider with portals on Wakanda herbs and just do the math. It's like right. you could win the game on turn three with Wakanda herbs. Yeah. Not to mention, if you put Highway to Hell on the list and they get your herbs, you can yank that fucker all the way back across the map. And you're like, what are you doing? Like, like Ghost Rider just breaks Wakanda herbs. That's funny. Not to mention portals. Portals fucking breaks Wakanda herbs too. But they can use the portal too, right? So it's not like they're going to have a hard time tracking it's it It's deceptive down. because just because the portals exist does not mean they're positioned well for you to use them because you're always going to be in within range one of the portal before you move because you're smart placing them. You can also place them in ways to where they're spending move actions that they wouldn't really want to spend to, to it's yes. It's not completely unuseful for them, but it's not nearly as good as it sounds because you're putting the portal behind where you're placing two and in front of where you're placing from. And so it's it's very weird. Especially when you have a Ghost Rider in your way when you come through the portal. Like you come through the portal and Ghost Rider's standing where you want to stand. And on top of the objective. And so you have to move to the portal. Go through the portal. And then move to the objective. Then you pick up the objective. Move once. Place. You're still not back at the other portal. Like it's not as efficient as it sounds. Because you're placing the tokens. But yeah, if you if you were to measure it out, like you put the one token down, it's about an inch across. It's a little bit more. And then you are placing basically a three-inch base within range one of that. Like there's like an eight-inch bubble of where he could be standing on either side of the portal. Mm. Not to mention, you don't even really need to do the portal that close to their side of the board because he has the fucking highway to hell thing or hell on wheels where he can just teleport. Not teleport, but, but move long. What does it say? Is it just move long? Or does it say... It can't be in advance, right? Yeah. Act, advance this character long. So it's not a move action. So he could pick up the objective, move medium and a large base, and then spend power to move long on a large base, and then use a portal as well. Like, you could easily cross the entire fucking board. You probably don't even need portals to do it, honestly. Yes, that's power to do all that stuff, right? You just need power, right? So yeah. Ghost Rider would only need two power. Oh, wait, is it three or is it two? He, he, his Hell on Wheels is three. It's three, okay. So if you had five power, you could move medium, pick up the thing, spend three, total of four, move long, spend a fifth, walk through the portal to the other side of the board. Like, they would never have a chance to even really interact with you. And you'd have their... On the other side of the board. I'm a little, I, I actually don't know exactly how the portal works, so I'm a little confused by your explanation. But I can see it tomorrow. You can show me okay, what it yeah, looks like. Yeah, I'll show you in person. But so the way the, the herbs mission works is... I, I do I know herbs really well. I just yeah, don't so know the portal. there's two very far port points, just for everybody else. There's two very far port oh, away yeah. points that are basically the secure objectives. And then slightly more in on a diagonal line are the two extract objectives. Your goal is to pick up the further away extract and bring it to the closer secure and when you do that at the end of the turn you score four points every turn uh so the portal says 
place one of the portals within range one of strange place the other portal within range five of strange or wong whoever's playing the card and then at any time during a character's activation they can spend one power to place within range one of another portal and so if you got ghost rider to have five power which is not really that hard because he's gonna have two automatically on turn two and he's got wicked judgment to get even more power sorry spirit of vengeance to get even more power Mm-hmm. and he might take damage or attack people so you could hell on wheels move long pick up the thing move medium and then place through the portal and you would be turn two you would have secured the point already seems very fun speaking of maybe I'll do that in my Dormammu list maybe I'll play Wakanda nerves what could go wrong Um, the one thing I was wondering is um if you want to do a defender switch, do Ronan and Modok become something else? Oh, do they, um, do they become like? I forgot you were playing Modok because uh, with the Dompier, it is it is good with the Dompier, like straight up. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to. Uh, who is the other person? It was so the last Modoc three slots. Who? The last three slots right now are Modok, Ronan, and Power Stone. Why Power Stone, though? You'll, I don't think you'll ever get to play it. I, at least not if you're playing Strange, anyway. I don't know if I'll play Strange every time. I just might not want to. That's fair. Two Stones is a bit restrictive, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, Modok, Ronin, Power Stone could become something else. So, what would you... Is there any time you would ever take Ronin and the Power Stone over Modok? Oh, that's a good point. Um, Not before the update, right? Also, yeah. remember, as soon as the update happens, you get two more character slots, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, the only reason why I'd want to do it is if I just really want to... I, I think you're exactly right. I think you got nailed the head. If I'm playing Bodok, I don't know when I'm playing Ronin with a stone. You're right. It would just be... Um, so I could leave the stone off, because I could just play a four-point Ronin and do something like Luke Cage, probably, because mm-hmm. um, he's a strong defender. Or just ditch Bodok if I really want to just play Ronin the Accuser, if I just really want to. Do yeah, I think that's basically your choice. I yeah. think Jeremy wants to get out of here, though. So yeah, let's, let's do go it. Ahead and get out of here. Thanks for sticking around, Jeremy. Mm.